Come to this happy place. Welcome. Hey guys, this is WWE superstar Charlotte Flair, and you're listening to Wells Mania Podcast. Woo! Over podcast episode that you have been patiently waiting for. Imagine that with Wells Mania because we are two worlds, one family. And joining me right here on episode 46 of the most underrated wrestling podcast in the world, Wells Mania Podcast, I am joined by the hosts of the Imagine That Podcast, ladies and gentlemen, Peyton Payne. And Dion Freeman, what's up, brothers? Hi ho, hi ho! It is off to run wild with Wells Mania. We go. I am your tour guide through the ever-expanding world of Walt Disney, Peyton Payne, and as always, alongside me, the co-host with the most knowledge on all things Disney, Mister Dion Freeman. Hello, hello, hello. Thanks for having us on the podcast, Kyle. We do appreciate it. Now, that's how you do an intro. I appreciate that, and I appreciate you guys being here for what has been the most anticipated episode of Wells Mania podcast, the crossover. Imagine that with Wells Mania. And how about that intro? That's pretty cool, right? Fantastic. That's what we call a mashup in this biz. Bravo. I I mashed up your intro with my intro, and then I surprised you with our crossover intro, Phil Collins. I've said this time and time again, the Tarzan soundtrack is the greatest Disney soundtrack, and we definitely never deserved how hard Phil Collins went in on that soundtrack. It's, It's definitely up there. There, there might be a couple movies that can challenge it, but it's definitely up there. I'm going to say number two at least. Oh, what, what's your number one? I, it, it's got to be it's got to be Lion King. I mean, well, there, I he's being biased. He's so biased. There was like three songs in that movie that were Oscar winning. Listen, I will say that Elton John did a phenomenal job on the Lion King soundtrack. Let's agree on 1A, 1B. 
Yeah, they're both they're both neck and neck. I yes. mean, it's really it's a matter of opinion, honestly. I will it, it agree. Really is. I will agree that this song completely fits our dynamic for sure. That's exactly I why I chose this. There's, song. Yeah. there's one thing that can be taken from that though is when Disney does a movie about animals in the jungle, the soundtrack is going to be amazing. Absolutely. And before we dive into your guys's epic trip down to Disney for the 50th anniversary. The Wells Mania Podcast is sponsored by the Wild Beaver Saloon, the best damn karaoke bar in America, 20 East Maryland Street, Indianapolis, Indiana. And they gave me some copy to read here. Beaver Brew, always flowing for $3.50 at the Wild Beaver Saloon. That's Beaver Brew. And I heard it's Bush. So I'll let your guys' imaginations run wild with that one. But if you're in town for Indiana Comic-Con this weekend going on, actually, it's going on right now. By the time that you're listening to this episode of Wells Mania podcast, imagine that with Wells Mania. Why don't you hit up the Wild Beaver Saloon if you're 21 and over? That's the place to go get your beaver brew and sing a little karaoke tunes because the Wild Beaver Saloon is the best damn karaoke bar in America. The Wild Beaver Saloon, the official sponsor of the Wells Mania podcast. And before we dive into that epic Disney trip, let's plug our podcast because there might be people out there who are not familiar with the Imagine That podcast. Shame on you. And if you have no idea what we do here on the Wells Mania podcast, then you're really, really missing out. So Peyton, Dion, why don't you guys explain, give us a little background of what the Imagine That podcast is, and then plug it where people can listen to it and where people can follow it on all of the social media platforms. Yeah, so the Imagine That podcast, I mean, the idea just kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, I remember it was... Like an RKO from Randy Orton. Just like that. I remember we were actually, uh, we were talking on the phone one night, it was... It was really close to the uh, Investor's Day call last, uh, I believe it was November. Yeah. was Investor's Day 2020 for Disney, and they were just revealing all of these unbelievable things. And one of the things they announced was a Lion King prequel. Ooh. And That's right in your wheelhouse. Right in my wheelhouse. And I remember me and Dion were talking on the phone about all of this stuff, and then when when they started announcing the Lion King prequel – we started going into like what we wanted that to kind of be about. And we, we literally talked on the phone and this is not an exaggeration. We talked on the prone for phone for probably four or five hours that night. Wow. Just discussing the origin of scar and what we'd want that movie to be about scar. One of the greatest villains in Disney history. It, yeah, definitely. And after that conversation, we were like, well, why not just take these conversations and just record them and make it into a podcast? So that's kind of where the Imagine That concept came from. And, uh, you know, I mean, the episodes we've been able to get out have been a blast to do. And we've got big plans for it, obviously. You know, we don't, we don't want to stop anytime soon. And going down to uh, Disney for the 50th really kind of juiced up our feelings for wanting to do this podcast more and more and more. You guys had a magical trip down there in Walt Disney world. I was retweeting everything that you guys were putting out on your imagine that Twitter and Instagram pages. That is where we're going right now. So where could people find you on social media real quick before we dive into this magical trip that you and Dion took? 
Yeah, so you can find us on Twitter uh, at Imagine That underscore podcast, at Imagine That podcast on Facebook, and then Imagine underscore That podcast on Instagram. Uh, and then if you just want to follow us individually, I am at Peyton Payne 97. And I believe yours is pretty simple. Yeah, mine's at Dion Freeman there you on go. everything. So. Primetime Dion Freeman. That's uh, my nickname for you, Primetime. That's who I was named after. So. I had a feeling that you were named after Dion Sanders. Yep. I was, I was born during the Super Bowl, so. Oh, you're a Super Bowl baby. Yes. Very nice. Your uh, parents did a great job. I guess so. My dad didn't <laughs> think so. <laughs> well, got to watch the game, but. <laughs> well, you know, it, it's the Super Bowl, man. It's the WrestleMania of football. Yeah. But yeah, the Imagine That podcast, I'm a big fan of it. That's why I'm really glad that you guys were able to swing on by here downtown Indianapolis, joining me right here on episode 46, the most anticipated episode, the most anticipated crossover in podcast history. And now it is time to dive into your guys' Walt Disney World trip because you guys were down there for what seemed like forever. I was following your journey with all of your hilarious videos and I went ahead and I texted you I tried to leave you guys alone for the most part because you're on vacation but I couldn't help myself because of all the content that you were putting out there it was all gold and I've nicknamed you guys the Randy Orton and Riddle of Disney and when I say that Peyton you are the Randy Orton of Disney and Dion (laughs) it was the Aerosmith video that cracked me up the most when you thought you were actually going to an Aerosmith concert, but really it was the roller coaster yeah. of the Aerosmith. So I'm the Matt Riddle. You're the Riddle of Bro. Disney. <laughs> so, That's a huge compliment. Now we have, you're welcome. Is it though? You, yeah. You, well, be, he's pretty cool. You know what? You go ahead. Cause he, I, for me, this trip was absolutely stressful. I was going to say, I don't even know. I don't even know where we start. There was just, there's so much to unpack here. I mean, I had a fantastic time. I don't know what his issues with it were. I mean, I know that, you know, he had problems with yetis and ghosts. And I didn't realize you were afraid of yetis. I didn't even know they were actual things. Oh, they, they're real. Yeah, see, I was not aware of that, especially all the heights and everything, too. We went to, like, haunted mansions, didn't even know there was real ghosts there. We went to, like, a Twilight Tower of Terror, like... That was unexpected too, and I was staying, trying to stay at a haunted. We were arrested hotel. by the first order. Yeah, which that, was your fault. I'm because, surprised you guys got out of that one. Yeah, we almost didn't make it, but yeah. uh, but it was him. He's like, oh, let's go on this, you know, starship. Should be fun. And the next thing we go to arrested. But uh, no, I had a blast. I had a great time. Uh, you know, I just I had to calm him down 99 percent of the time, except when we. Got to go see the Muppets. He loved Miss Piggy. That I was, saw that. Well, what's your part. What's your fascination oh. with Miss Piggy? Oh, she's my all time favorite Disney princess. Like she is, and she's not even a princess to me. She's an absolute queen. So, like I said before, shout out to all you uh, all you Miss Piggies out there because you know she's um, taken though. I've told you this. Hey there, um, Kermit the Frog here. Well, yeah, but Kermit... Pretty good Kermit, right? That was pretty good. Thank I you. thought I got scared. I thought he's behind me trying to <laughs> settle hey, it. Hey, Dion, stop <laughs> hitting on my woman. I'm going to kick your ass, Dion. <laughs> but, Kermit well, the Frog. Well, he doesn't really appreciate her. He always seems like annoyed with her, but with me, like... I'm going to you like bacon, Dion. Get yeah, it? Yeah, okay. Miss, Miss Piggy, bacon. Oh, yeah, I see what you did there. Yeah, right? I'll be yeah, here no, all night. I th- Yeah, I did, I, the trip was okay. 
I mean, I was it was don't listen to him. It was Look, intense for me. I, think, I did enjoy Epcot though. Epcot was amazing. I, I don't rem- uh, I don't remember half of Epcot, but I know I had fun. This trip because all the videos and all the tweets. Yeah, it looked like you were having the time of your life, especially. When you got a little carried away with your alcohol. Yeah, at Epcot, tell, he was hammered. Tell us a little bit about that. What was going on? What were those drinks? Well, first of all, look, he got completely wasted literally like two hours into that day. Wow. So Wow. Yeah. It was it was <laughs> bad. It was what were they? There was some kind of like fruity margarita things. Oh yeah. yeah. Those, will, those will sneak up on you. There's some good mimosas. You had, and... you had fourteen of them. Whoa, I dude. Did. Yeah. Come I on, I was, man. I was going through it at Disney. You gotta think the past like four or five days before we went to Epcot, I was going through it bad. Like I was, I was so stressed out. I needed something to relieve myself. Why and, were you so stressed out? You're in the happiest place on earth. How I, are that's you stressed? What, that's what I thought too. But did you see what I had to go through? You see the fear in my eyes. Like I was like, oh my god. Like thank God we didn't go to Boobash because I would. <laughs> That was that was traumatizing for me. I just, you would have been I scared to death. I don't understand why you had it so hard though. I was loving it. Like I the fact that we got to see a Yeti, unbelievable. We got to stay in the Hollywood Tower Hotel. I mean, I'm how many, hella jealous of yeah, that. Yeah, right? How many people get to say that? I, I mean, it was it was an unbelievable time. I had a blast. It was the 50th anniversary. I think you just nitpicked all the little things that you thought you were in danger of. I was in danger of a lot of things, though, if you go back and look. <laughs> and you can. That's why I'm uh, definitely hoping that the listeners will go back and get on, imagine that on Twitter, and just go back and relive yeah. all of those hilarious videos. I tried to document all of it. You so. did a great job. And, and I was living vicariously through you both because I've never been to Disney World. And I know all the red flag emojis are flying right now. And Dion tweeted at me uh, yesterday. Oh, that, I did. Uh, you know, I, I've never I, been to Disney World. That's a red flag in oh, your book. Wait, 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 wait. I'm going to back it up. Repeat what you just said one more time. You've never been where? I've never been to Disney World. Yet. Yet. Oh. Yet. Ooh, yet. yet. Yeah. Because, hold on. Because, like Pey- Peyton, do you want to you tell him, Peyton? Or yeah, do you I already tell booked a trip for next year. You're going. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So, are you guys paying for my uh, ticket? Yeah, maybe. Oh, hey, here we go. Getting a little count here on a imagine that with Wells Mania. No, I do think I do think you do need to get down there. I do. And it it's nothing like I don't know why. I guess it's just never timed out for me to go down there. Mm-hmm. I've been to Florida numerous times. Yeah. But I've never been to Orlando. I've been to Daytona, I've been to Miami for WrestleMania 28, I've been to Panama City. Mm-hmm. I would suggest though like when you do it you know, and and I don't want to make it sound like like intruding on a trip, but you need to go with somebody like one of us that knows it very well, yeah, well yeah. and can guide you through and take you to certain places. I mean, I felt like I was on that trip with you both when you yeah. were posting yeah. all those videos, and which takes me to one of my favorite videos. And as a matter of fact, I got it right here. Oh no! He's actually crying. So, there you go. Oh, wow. 
Yeah, you got really excited with Gaston. That video right there of you flexing to Gaston in that parade, and then Gaston does what he does best. You're crying now. He went full heel mode on you. It's just so emotional because... I was just so happy, you know, he acknowledged me. That, hold on. But he told you you needed work. <laughs> hold on. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah, but it's just the fact that, like, he acknowledged me, you know, like, hold on. That Ugh, okay, video cracked. I I watched. I, I'm all the views on that video because I kept watching it over and over and over oh, again. Oh, no, yeah, me too. I watched it like 98 times, I swear <laughs> to God, on the way back. <laughs> it's just so funny because here's the crossover. Wrestling and Disney Gaston is one of the biggest heels in Disney, and he went full heel mode on you, and you thought you were, you know, showing off. I mean, you got an impressive physique. You work out. Yeah. And you're over here flexing, and, you know, he's like, that's a nice chest, but you need to work on your triceps, you puny little man. That's pretty much what he said to you, and then yeah. you started crying, and Peyton called you straight out, which made it even funnier. Oh, man, I, I tell you what, that video right there was probably my favorite one I, that you guys posted. I just, I want to be clear, though. You were crying tears of happiness, right? You, you, I don't, do you understand he was insulting you? No, he wasn't. I mean, like, yeah, I got some work to do. That's what, you know, I took his advice. So, you know, like, uh, you've been doing triceps every day since you've gotten back. Oh, I do. I I do triceps eight days a week. I mean, that's, that's good. I'm sorry. Wait, what was that? I do triceps eight days a week. That's what I thought you said. Yeah. Eight days. He's a got. Week. Hey, he's got the brain of Gaston. Too. I was about hey, to say hey, 366 days a year, 25, eight. Okay. Well, while you do math with Gaston, I got some digits of my own. Or Scott Steiner. Yeah, that I was don't actually, know if you saw. That was my math video. professor, I Scott got, Steiner. <laughs> professor Steiner, you're going to fail that math class. Yeah, he he, you you stay doing the math. But, uh, hey, I got digits of mine. I don't know if you saw. While he was me- messing with Gaston, I got the number of, like, eight princesses while I was down there. Dude, you were macking. Yeah. You were macking on those uh, princesses, and they were macking yeah. back on you. Yeah. No, it was it was a great old time. Would they that, just wouldn't acknowledge him, though. I don't know. I mean, I don't, you know. Would that? Uh, well, that's just because Miss Piggy wasn't on any of the floats. If she was out on any of the floats, I would have. Was that what it was? That's exactly what it was. Dion, would you say that that I would be, was the I would be her of, pig in a blanket. Would that, good one. Yeah. Would you say that was the highlight of your guys' Disney trip was meeting Gaston? Uh, Yeah. I would say, I mean, I mean, I would, I would think so. Maybe there's only one other thing that was definitely the highlight of my trip. Well, but, what was it? Um, the bathrooms, they were so nice and air conditioned because it was, it was so hot there. How hot was it? Do you down know, there? It was, it was dreadfully hot. It wasn't that hot. He's over exaggerating. It was, well, he does. Hot. Listen, I can relate to Dion because Dion's got a pretty nice beard and I've got a pretty nice beard. Yeah. And when you have a beard like we do. It makes things a lot hotter than what it probably is to a baby face like Peyton. Is that why yeah. you went to the bathroom like every 10 minutes? Yeah. Well, I had to pee too. Well, yeah, because uh, you were drinking all those drinks. And <laughs> how many coffees did you guys have on this trip? Surprisingly, honestly, I've only I only had two Starbucks coffees. Um, and one of them was when I had to get one by myself because Peyton refused to get up at six in the morning with me to go to wait at Magic Kingdom for the gates to open. But that's fine. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> I, I didn't. I will admit. It was uh, it was the second day we had we had three Magic Kingdom days. Wow! What about this Ohana place? Okay, first of all, look. hold on. No, let me talk for a second. Okay, oh I was just, so, I was gonna put you over. So, anyways, um, I told Peyton I was like, listen, I'm gonna warn you. I'm going to warn you now. 
you're going to try all these Disney dining sit-down table service meals because he's never really done that. He's ate at quick service meals for sure, but he's never like actually sat down at the table service meals. And I warned him like every restaurant, like Sci-Fi Dining, he popped for that. Like 50s Primetime was pretty decent. The waiter was hilarious. And then we went to Ohana and it. I told him, I was like, it's going to blow your mind. This is going to be the best food you ever had hands down. So now I want to know, Peyton, was I right or was I wrong? And was the hype real? For maybe the only time in your entire life, you were <laughs> correct. So yes, it was it was the greatest restaurant I've ever eaten at. It was absolutely unreal. It was fantastic. When you posted that video, my mouth instantly started watering. Yeah, and I wanted, <laughs> if ever a time in my life where I could ever transport somewhere, I wanted to transport to Ohana and join you guys. Yeah, like just. Bust in there randomly like the Kool-Aid man through a wall. Oh, yeah. Because that video, I was salivating. Dude, it was good. So it was fantastic. When I do go on this trip with you yeah. both next year, yeah. right, 2022, Yeah, that's the first, and I know this is going to sound weird, but that's the first place that I want to go. I don't care what, what <laughs> that's time. That's fine. I don't care what time of the day it is. I want to go to this Ohana restaurant and eat a nice meal and be treated like a king Right there on day one. It That's was fine. fantastic. It was, I mean, there almost are no words to express how good of a meal it was. That was probably the only time that Peyton, uh, well, Peyton doesn't really talk to me that much anyways, but like, that was probably the only That's time. That's not we, true. That's probably the only time we just sat down and we just ate. We didn't even like really speak that much. You guys the food talked was so for five good. hours on the phone about how you were going to yeah. you know, give birth to your podcast. He's just, he's just mad because Miss Piggy no-sold him. But at least you had that epic moment there at the Muppet Theater. That video was pretty funny too, seeing your reaction yeah, to you watching. Yeah, you got to watch her on the big Miss screen. Piggy. Yeah, but it's not—it's different when it's not the real thing. Maybe when we go on this trip in 2022, we can arrange you to finally make your dreams come true and meet Miss Piggy. Actually, you know what? You know what my favorite thing about the trip was? Now that I think about it, was uh, we got handed these uh, Cinderella royal table swords and i hand it to a kid and it made his day and i'm gonna leave it at that because yeah, that, yeah. that was pretty cool you did i saw that snapchat and that was really nice of you to do that and you said that you know this kind of makes you feel like what john cena would feel like when he gave yeah well, like the make-a-wish stuff and right everything. when john exactly. cena gave you a pbr exactly yeah yeah that made that made my life right there i'm if if anytime i because it's inevitable i'm gonna die eventually I can literally die a happy man because I drank a PBR with John Cena. And for all the Wells maniacs out there listening, I believe that is now the one millionth time that you've heard me say, hey, I once drank a PBR with John Cena. Did yeah. you really? I've never heard this story. Well, yeah. It's true. <laughs> it's true. We're not going to go into it, but yeah, I did drink a PBR with John Cena, and I really hope that I get an opportunity to see him again because I do know that he's now making the rounds at the conventions. So hopefully not saying he'd come here, yeah. but if uh, in the near future, I believe he is going to make a trip to Chicago, which is just right next door. And yep. I, my girlfriend and I are actually going to Chicago for the office experience oh, here, nice. here on October 25th. So I'm really looking forward to doing that with her. And of course, we're going to be hitting up the Shameless house. If you're familiar with the TV show Shameless, mm -hmm. we're going to go see if we can run into some Gallagher's. And then we're going to round out the trip by going to the Home Alone house. Because I'm a big fan of the Home Alone franchise, which, by the way, here's a little crossover. 
Home Sweet Home Alone next month, November, hitting Disney Plus. I am hella hyped for that. Yeah, and I was I was just about to ask you if you were hyped for the uh the Home Alone. I, it's not necessarily a remake. It's more like another story. But uh, no, it's on Disney Plus, and I just got to say, I love Disney Plus. It honestly, I'm subscribed to a lot of streaming services. Disney Plus, and this is not just me trying to put over Disney. Disney Plus is my favorite streaming service that I'm subscribed to. It's formatted so well. It's so easy to navigate through. They've got almost everything on there. They don't have everything yet, but I mean, they can't release all of the library. And I understand that. And I've actually tweeted this numerous times. I am patiently waiting for the TV show, The Jersey. And I don't know if you guys are familiar with what The Jersey was, but it was a show back in the day when I was in middle school. And it was one of those OG Disney Channel TV shows, you know, like the famous Jet Jackson, so weird. It was right in that era. The Jersey, where these four kids had the Monday Night Football Club, and they found this old jersey that had all these magic powers, and it would transform them into the popular athletes at the time. So I thought that was a really cool show, and I always wanted to be on the jersey because I said, oh, what what if I got to be you know, one of these athletes? So I really hope that Disney Plus adds the jersey. I'm a patient guy. So take your time, but hopefully it'll eventually land on what you said is one of the best streaming services out there. Now, since we are in the month of October, I have been watching Halloween Town, all the Halloween Town movies. Fantastic series. But my ultimate favorite Disney Channel original movie, Phantom of the Megaplex, that I have watched at least three times this month alone. I don't know what it is. I absolutely love that movie, and I can't believe it is 21 years old. That makes me feel really old, because that movie came out in the year 2000. Yeah, I I have seen it. It's been a long time since I have seen it. Go back and watch it. I don't really remember too much about it. Have you ever seen it, Dion? Uh, No, because when it came out, I was five. Yeah, Yeah, like I said, it... it, That makes me well, that's feel that's no excuse. Old. I mean, I would have been around the same age, and I've seen it. What's more crazier, that we haven't seen that movie yet, or the fact that we have seen that darn cat? Yeah, but that darn cat is classic. Oh, God, it needs Oscars you, bad. You two love that darn cat, and that's one that I don't... I, probably I saw it, but I don't really remember it. Yeah. Well, Peyton paid homage to it, too, when we rode the Mount Everest ride, because he said that darn Yeti. I I heard that. I heard that that in the video. uh, That was my tip of the hat to that darn cat. And I was looking hard, man. I was hoping that somewhere in Disney they would have that darn cat merch, but, you know, it it wasn't meant to be. Speaking of merch, thank you so much for what you brought back for me. And I will tweet this out, at Wells Mania on Twitter. I'll put it on my Snapchat and uh, Facebook and Instagram as well. It is a Disney Parks Collection lapel pin of Tarzan. And this pin is, it's amazing because, as you know, I'm a big fan of Tarzan. We heard two worlds when we came into this episode, episode 46, Mm -hmm. the crossover. Imagine that with Wells Mania. Thank you so much for running wild with Peyton Dion and Wells Mania. This pin 
is awesome. I'm going to put it on my wrestling travel bag with all my other pins. So thank you so much for for thinking of me while you were down there and, and scooping this up. This is really cool. Yeah, you are very welcome. And uh, it's funny because I got that at Animal Kingdom because I was thinking, okay, there's going to be Tarzan stuff. It's probably going to be an Animal Kingdom. And I was looking, I went to every, you know, because I'm a collector of the Disney pins myself, and I bought a ton of them while I was down there, especially I tried to get all of the uh, 50th anniversary pins because they're not going to be there for that long. But in Animal Kingdom, I was looking, and that was the only Tarzan pin, not even really just pin, but Tarzan merch Wow! in like all of Disney. I don't recall seeing any other Tarzan stuff. And like I said, uh, maybe it's just not as popular as other Disney characters or Disney movies. But to me, that one really hits. And I've always been a fan of Tarzan. And when you when you sent me the picture, I was like, oh, man, that looks really cool. But then when I saw you a couple of days ago in the gym and I had it in my hand, I was like, damn, this is even cooler in person than in the picture. So once again, Thank you. And speaking of merch, what was, and listen, when you guys go to Disney, I understand that you had to save up quite a bit of money uh, for all the things that you guys did. So we're not going to get into the finances of the Disney trip. To be fair, we won't go in like in detail of it, but I can tell you our trip for 10 days, uh, you know, we had, we had what, eight park days. Is that correct? Yeah. Eight park days. So we had eight park days. Uh, dinner reservations. I bought a ton of merchandise, um, and you know, ten nights at the at the hotel. It really wasn't that bad, really? considering. Like, it it might shock you how how cheap it really. I mean, we got a deal on it. Well, I'm glad that you guys got a deal on your trip, and I have to know, Dion, how much did you spend on? All of your fruity drinks, what did you say, he had yeah, 14 no, well, of you, them? He had 14 of them, and this is hands down had to be the most expensive day for you. I mean, you blew like all your money on just Epcot. Pretty much, yeah. Well, I, well I tell you what, you have the number in front of you, Yeah, I, I have the receipt. Okay, <laughs> hang on to all your receipts. Those are going to come in handy one day. So here's what we're going to do, Peyton. You and I are going to play The Price is Right and the Item. Right in front of us, Dion's 14 fruity drinks in Epcot. Now, Peyton, you're familiar with the prices, right? Correct? You know how this game is played? Uh, yeah, I know. I know how. The goal is to not go over. So which, whichever one of us is closest to the actual price, that's how we win the game. And you might end up in the showcase later on, episode 46 of Imagine That with Wells Mania. Bob Barker, though, what an absolute living legend. Bob Barker, still going strong. This is a, this is my childhood right here. Oh, yeah, I love Family Feud. This is Price is Right. Get it right. Get it right, pal. What's Price is Right? This guy sucks. All right, that was uh, Bob Barker and Happy Gilmore right there. All right, so now Peyton and I are going to play The Price is Right. Yeah. Dion, you've got the price in front of you. We have no idea how much you spent on it. I am going to guess, this is my price, I'm going to guess that Dion spent $94 on 14 Epcot margarita drinks. $94. 94 is, That is my price. Okay. It's locked in, Bob. 
I'm trying to remember how much they were because I did have one of them. And I didn't keep the receipt, and it was it was you know almost a week and a half ago. So I'm kind of blind. I bought so much, I'm kind of blanking on the exact price. But I'm gonna say one seventeen. Wow, a hundred and seventeen dollars. One hundred seventeen dollars. So, so okay. Peyton's got a hundred and seventeen dollars. Yeah. I've got ninety four dollars. Yeah. Actual retail price, Dion. Actual retail price because I had fourteen of them. Per drink was eighteen ninety nine. So you times that it was the total was two hundred sixty five dollars and eighty six cents. Wow! So Peyton, you and I, we both uh, we both went well under. But guess what? You're the one that was closest to the actual retail price. You blew that much money on those I'm drinks. I'm sorry. Say that again one more time. Two sixty five eighty six. Well worth every penny. Wow! That's incredible. That is incredible. How was, did you even fun? I mean, I know you were hammered, but like, how did you function through the rest of the night? I don't remember. Why are you asking me? <laughs> I stopped counting after like what eight or whatever. You had to babysit him. I did. Fourteen it, it was, drinks. It, it, it wasn't. It, let's be clear. It wasn't like just babysitting him like that one day. I mean, the dude was terrified to do everything. It was. I was babysitting him the whole trip. So I guess those 14 drinks came in handy. You drank your your scaredness away. Liquid courage. I mean, you there saw you how terrified he was when we encountered the Yeti on Mount Everest. This is very true. I mean, he hit the scream about you ruptured my eardrums. <laughs> kind of like when Vicky Guerrero ruptured your eardrums. Yeah. Now, now to be fair, okay, I'll say this. Look, he yeah, you had a stressful time. There was one thing that happened that was kind of stressful. So... You got to tell us. I I will tell you. What was the one thing that was kind of stressful? So, I, I, after going to multiple WrestleManias and stuff over the years, I have a, I have a ankle problem from all the walking. Sure. So, there was a time like midway through the trip where my, my ankle was just hurting. Okay. And I, it wasn't horrible but i like i was really feeling it this like, night like ravishing anton just put an ankle lock on you yeah so i was really feeling it this night and we were we were headed home for i think it was the day at epcot honestly if i remember correctly we were headed home from epcot and i was just like okay i'm ready to i'm ready to go i'm i'm already limping okay and we get out <laughs> like he's already laughing we get out to the front of the park and we took the buses from the hotel to the park and then from the park back to the hotel because they have bus transportation. So, but you got to find the slot. <laughs> you got to find the slot for your bus to go back. Okay. So you'll, you'll read the little things. that will be like, we stayed at all-star movies resort. So we had to find the little thing for all-star movies. And like I said, I was legitimately like limping at this point. I was, it was, I was having some issues with my foot on this night. And there's a security guard out there and we're walking up and, and, you know, uh, I believe I asked, Hey, where's the bus stop for all-star movies? And look, he didn't exactly say this. (laughs) Like, I'm pretty sure he was just like, Oh, it's, it's the last one down there. But in my ears, I'm pretty sure he was like, well, it's going to be 24 miles in that direction. Wow. And I, (laughs) it was, I mean, he, he basically told me, well, you better just start crawling because you know, you're in for a rough night having to walk that way. It was bad. Well, I'm definitely glad that you survived what could have been a real heel 
of a trip. See what I did there? Yeah, and here's a tip for everybody. If you want to go to Disney, get some shoe insoles. So if you end up being like me, the security guard won't tell you you're basically going to need a wheelchair to get to the bus stop to get back to your hotel. Now, to sum up your magical 50th Walt Disney World anniversary trip, what was your favorite moment of the trip? And also to go back to the merch, what was your favorite piece of merch that you guys bought? Uh, as far as merch goes, I'd probably have to say um, my 50th anniversary ears that I got because I'm a collector of Mickey ears and hats. So that was pretty cool. I like the design of it and everything. And as for my favorite moment of the trip, it's kind of hard to sum it down in the one. I would honestly have to say the day of the 50th, just the fact that it was an honor to be there and experience it with everyone else who was all there. Like we got the, we were into so many cool Disney vloggers. I got to chat with one of them from Mickey views. Uh, Brayden, he was awesome. He chat with us in line at, um, haunted mansion. And yeah, just, just that occasion as well as just everybody being in one place for the most celebrated event, uh, that we've been a part of that I've ever been a part of. Uh, that was a huge honor. Um, but yeah, the whole trip as a whole, it was awesome. Peyton, it was fun to go with him and experience everything with him. Uh, we did a lot of cool first time things like rise of resistance. That was a blast. That was a hands down. One of my favorite rides now. And I look forward to going back to seeing like cosmic rewind with guardians and also, uh, Tron coming out and definitely better believe that I'm looking forward to the uh, 100th anniversary. I'll definitely be there for sure. Now, you said that you guys were both there for the 50th anniversary celebration. Yeah. I was watching that on ABC because they were broadcasting it. Yeah. And you you bring up that there were some pretty big names that were there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So- oh, yeah. My middle school crush was there. Christina Aguilera. And she put on a phenomenal performance and she looked amazing and she's also a disney alumni because mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure she was a part of the mickey mouse uh club mm-hmm. her and britney spears free britney she's free justin timberlake and justin timberlake and i think um ryan gosling might have also been yes. a Dis- disney club kid so I am very jealous that you got to witness that celebration live in person. Yeah, she was the official uh, soundtrack for the brand new Enchantment Nighttime Fireworks Show, Mm -hmm. which was uh, very cool. As she should be. Yeah. And the 50th, I got to agree. I think we did so many awesome first-time stuff. Uh, Rise of Resistance, hands down, is, in my opinion, the greatest theme park ride that's ever been produced. That's... Star Wars, correct? Yeah, that's in Galaxy's Edge. And the ride itself is like 15 minutes long, and it's absolutely unreal. Uh, We also got to do, we were lucky enough to get on the uh, Remy's Ratatouille ride at Epcot that had just opened up. And then obviously for me, I had never done any of the sit-down dining reservations. So all of that was really cool. We got to eat inside Cinderella's Castle on the final day, which was awesome. But I, I would have to agree, just to say I was there on the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World was amazing. And and one of the moments for me that, that stands out is at the end of the day, it was, it was just hot that day. It really was. And there was so many people there. I mean, there was, there was a hundred thousand people in front of that castle on the 50th. And, um, the, 
we were stuck right in the luckily, you know, Dion found uh, the perfect spot, like right dead center in front of the castle. Nice. And I mean, but when you're stuck in the middle of a hundred thousand people, you know, you're breathing nothing but just hot air. And it was already like 90 degrees. Wow. And we were probably standing there for a good two hours beforehand. There were, and let me make this clear. No wonder why your ankles hurt. Well, there were people that had sat down to try to find their spots for the nighttime show six hours in advance. Treating it like Black Friday. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, and we were standing there and waiting. And I don't know what it was. Uh, honestly, it's never happened to me before. This was the first time that this has ever happened. And I was kind of getting in my own head about it. Uh, I was standing there, and I don't know if it was maybe I was dehydrated or it was the heat or whatever, or maybe it was just sheer nerves, you know, because yeah, I'm like, a big I, moment. I can't believe I'm here for this. But um, I, I started literally like getting so hot, I almost blacked out. And I've never done that before. I was, I literally turned to Dion and I was like, dude, I think I'm about to pass out. You felt like me that one weekend at the Smash Mouth Arena. Yeah, it was. And he even turned, he was like, are you, are we going to have to leave? Are you good? And I was like, yeah, just, just let's, we're, we're so close to the show starting. Let's just stick it out. If I black out, just let me lay here. What a moment. So, but then, uh, the, the, uh, Whoopi Goldberg's voice hit and you know the fireworks show started and it literally was like a second wind i spruced up and i was like you know in awe that i was there on the 50th for this show and just you know being there live it was it was fantastic it was so cool and like he said you better believe that I will be there for the 100th anniversary when that time comes. Well, I'm really glad that you both had a great time down there for the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World. Thank you guys so much for telling all of us about your trip. We uh, we appreciate it, and I know I do, because like I said, I've never been to Disney World, so I felt like I was living vicariously through the both of you. So thank you guys so much for telling us all about your trip. And as far as... The 100th anniversary goes. If I'm still alive at 85, I will be right there with you both. What if I'm still alive? And well, what if Disney crossed over into the world of professional wrestling? Time. Space. Reality. It's more than a linear path. It's a prism of endless possibility. Where a single choice can branch out into infinite realities. Creating alternate worlds from the ones you know. I am the Watcher. I am your guide through these vast new realities. Follow me and ponder the question. What if? What if on Disney Plus is a series, and I'm going to let you describe exactly what it is, but it is a series worth your time. And if you have yet to dive in to any of the episodes, 
Well, you're in luck because the entire first season is available. All the episodes are available right now on Disney+. Plus. So if you've got hours to binge, I highly recommend you check out What If because... It is incredible. I have enjoyed every single episode, and we'll talk more about what our favorite episodes or moments have been. But for those out there listening, and before we dive into the what if in professional wrestling, Peyton, what is the what if series on Disney Plus? Yeah, so what if, I mean, first of all, I got to agree, it was an unbelievable series. And if, if you're a Marvel fan, please go and check it out. It is 100% worth your time. But What If is Marvel Studios' first animated show. I mean, there's been a lot of animated Marvel shows, but this is the first one that's been done by Marvel Studios in the confines of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And man, did they knock it out of the park. It was so good. And what it is, is it really dives into the multiverse marvel i I, you know i believe you saw loki yes um they have kind and even wandavision they've kind of i loved wandavision yeah they've kind of been teasing you know opening the multiverse and this show is really a tour guide to the multiverse you know uh jeffrey wright and the the watcher is your tour guide right there uh, tour you say tour i say tour you almost got me to say tour yeah tour it's you know <laughs> it's however you however right, you do it. right continue it's tour guide tour guide uh jeffrey wright who plays the watcher unbelievable actor um is the guide through the multiverse and you know don't i i remember kind of back um you and i were having a discussion after loki and i you made the comment to me where you didn't know if you were going to watch What If. Because I believe you even said he was like, oh, well, it doesn't even matter, whatever. And I was like, no, it does matter. The The director came out and said, don't sleep on this show. So I'm hoping, I want to get your opinion, uh, were, were you wrong? Did you enjoy it way more than you thought you would? I enjoyed it more than I ever thought I would. Like, I was on pins and needles waiting for the next episode because I binged, like, the first five episodes But you know how Disney Plus works. They don't give you it all. They want you coming back for more. So they release it one week at a time. And so I watched the first five episodes, and then I couldn't wait until the next week when the new episode would release. Now, this is a... And imagine that podcast sound effect where I'm going to play it right here on the crossover of Imagine That with Wells Mania. And that is your spoiler yes. alert sound effect because we are about to spoil what if with our favorite moments. And yes, I am so glad that I gave this a chance because I want more. The very last episode left me wanting yeah. more. Well, you're going to get more because there is going to be a season two. Thank God. They have announced a second season. And uh, one of the episodes that was supposed to be in season one, it got pushed back to season two because they couldn't finish it due to the pandemic. Um, If you saw, I mean, and the the siren already played for spoilers. So if you saw the finale, they introduced another group of characters in there that weren't in an episode this season. And it was a Gamora. Yeah. Who had uh, Thanos as a gear on. There was going to originally be an episode with her in the season, but it got cut because they didn't finish it in time. So that episode will be in season two. That's the only thing they've really announced for the second season thus far. And speaking of Thanos, the 
This just tells you how powerful Ultron okay, is. And, and before you get, I, I'm that's glad a, you brought this up. That's a moment that when I look back at all the episodes that have been released. That was the biggest jaw dropper. That and what we're talking about is Thanos comes through like he normally does. Comes, you know, appears out of nowhere. I'm sure there's a word for that in the Disney world, but I'm blanking what that's called when you just appear out of nowhere. He like he he you know phased in with the Infinity Gauntlet. Right. And when he did that in the actual movies, it meant, oh man, business is about to pick up. Thanos is about to, you yeah. know, take care of the business. Well, <laughs> no. Not this time. Ultron split Thanos right in half and that was it. It was yeah. In a he, matter of seconds, it, Thanos is gone. It was he Dead. wiped the floor with Thanos. And it was crazy because me and Dion actually watched that episode, uh, which was my favorite episode, by the way. What if Ultron won? And we watched that episode the day we were set to leave for Disney. Oh, that'll get you hyped. And when Thanos came through the portal, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be awesome. Portal. That's the word. Portal. I couldn't think of what the word was. And then portal. Yes, portal. He came through the portal and I was like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be awesome. And then Ultron, within seconds, made Thanos look like a chump. And when he did that, I remember my jaw dropped, and I turned around and looked at Dion, and he, he, both of us were like, what the heck just happened? In the wrestling world, we call that a squash match. Yeah, and you know what? I loved it, and I know there's going to be a lot of people that probably didn't love it because, oh, that made Thanos look weak or whatever. But if you're a Marvel fan like I am, and you've read the comics and stuff, Ultron is my all-time favorite Marvel villain. I love Ultron. He's one of the most overpowered villains in Marvel history. And the movie Age of Ultron that came out in uh, 2014, 2015, didn't really do Ultron justice. He they, they, they downplayed him a lot, and he really wasn't as powerful in the movie as he was in the comics. Focused more on the good guys than the bad guys. Yeah, so in this show... They fixed that problem. Absolutely. They made Ultron the villain that he was always meant to be. And I didn't have an issue with it because the Ultron we see in What If is how powerful he always was in the comics. And when he there's no better way to make a villain look strong than by just absolutely obliterating who people already believe is the most powerful villain in the Marvel Universe. I loved it. That was definitely a holy... Holy balls! Thank you, Mean Gene. Moment right there. Now, Dion, what was your favorite moment or episode of the What If series? At first, it was the original uh, episode. I really liked the first episode a lot. Captain Carter. Yeah, I liked that a lot. Um, but then when, the, obviously, the final episode the season one came out that obviously stole the show um my favorite moment was the part where um thanos got split in half perfectly balanced yeah. as he always wanted the universe to be I'm, so i'm glad you brought that up because i remember when we watched it i i believe i saw a tweet or something and i was like i wonder if they did that on purpose because everybody was like oh how ironic is it that you know thanos's whole thing was well, everything should be perfectly balanced. I mean, his quote from the movie is perfectly balanced as all things should be. I wonder when they wrote that scene, if the director was like, I think it would be funny to split him right down the middle, perfectly balanced. It was brilliant. It was brilliant. And some other highlights of the What If series to me, 
I loved the zombie episode because I'm a big Walking Dead fan, as are you, Peyton. So that episode was really cool to see. And also, Party Thor. I love Party Thor. Party Thor was good. And you said uh, the finale was your favorite episode, right? What if the Watcher broke his oath? Yeah, oh, that oh was... Oh, my God. Yeah, that was that incredible. One, that one was my favorite by far. Um, I and For me, my favorite moment was when Killmonger... Uh, got his hands on the Infinity Stones. That was I popped for that. Yeah, because yeah, you're a, you're cool. a big Killmonger fan. Yeah, and Killmonger from Black Panther. For those who aren't familiar with yeah. who that character is, and by the way, I believe that this was the final it was. performance of, from Chadwick Boseman, who has passed. Yes, but he he. This was awesome that he was able to lend his vocals for this because it's obviously keeping his spirit alive. And that's that's the thing. You never truly are gone. In the Marvel world. Yeah. And Loki has taught us that anybody could be a variant of anything. So I'm kind of curious to see moving forward what kind of variants of the Black Panther we might be getting. I definitely, I mean, the Black Panther is not gone, but Chadwick Boseman's performance as that character or any other character is is unfortunately gone. And if... If you're a fan of Marvel, if you are a fan of Chadwick Boseman and Black Panther, then definitely please go watch this because What If was Boseman's final performance as a Star-Lord T'Challa. Yeah. And yeah. I think he knocked it out of the park. He did a fantastic job uh, lending his voice to this role, and I felt like he really enjoyed doing it, just listening to him bring Absolutely. It, to life. it came across that way when you heard him speak and – He's such a he was so powerful with his delivery, and it comes across in the What If series. And you, you brought up Star Lord, so the actual Star Lord was a worker at Dairy Queen. I thought yes. that was pretty funny that they showed us that scene. So, What If Disney Plus, check it out now. Let's cross over into the world of professional wrestling, and we'll try to keep these short and sweet. But the number one What If in wrestling to me is what if the Undertaker's WrestleMania streak never ended? That is a big what if. And then the follow-up is, what if Brock Lesnar wasn't the one to end the WrestleMania streak like he did at WrestleMania 30? Well, since it's your what if, why don't you go ahead and start? Tell us, what if it never ended? What do you think would have happened? So I've got the Undertaker's WrestleMania streak in front of me. I'm going to run through the victims here. Jimmy Snuka started the whole streak off at WrestleMania 7. And then, of course, WrestleMania 8 right here in Indianapolis, Indiana. I was there at the Hoosier Dome. The Hoosier Dome, brother. Hulkamania ran wild that night, dude. Uh, the Undertaker defeated Jake the Snake Roberts, and then Giant Gonzalez, King Kong Bundy, Diesel, Psycho Sid, Kane, Big Boss Man, Triple H, Ric Flair, A-Train and Big Show, Kane, Randy Orton, Mark Henry, Batista, Edge, Shawn Michaels, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, Triple H, and CM Punk, CM Punk, CM Punk. That was the last victory during the Undertaker's WrestleMania streak putting him at 21-0. So those were all the victims in The Undertaker's WrestleMania graveyard. Now, going back to my question, what if Brock Lesnar wasn't the one to end the streak? I'm looking at all these names right here, and none of them, none of them should have beat the streak. None of them beat him. So I would keep everything as is, as it happened, 21-0. Now, at WrestleMania 30, 
I would have had The Undertaker defeat Brock Lesnar to go 22-0. and WrestleMania 31, in a perfect fantasy world, book it, this is what I would have done. I would have had Sting, the icon, Sting, show up, challenge The Undertaker. Listen, you've never been beaten at WrestleMania because you've never faced somebody like me before. Let's give the fans the dream match that they have always wanted. So what if Sting was the one in 22-1, and one, the one to defeat The Undertaker, ending the streak? That is my what if. Now, of course, Vince would have to put his ego to the side and allow a WCW guy to defeat his WWE guy, but for shock value, more shocking than Brock Lesnar beating The Undertaker at WrestleMania 30, and I believe you were there. I was there, and you could have heard a pin drop in that arena. It was that It was that silent. To me, more shocking than Lesnar beating Taker would have been Sting beating Taker because I truly believe nobody would ever have seen that coming. So my what if is, what if Sting was the one to end The Undertaker's streak? Yeah, that would have been shocking. Um, To answer the question, what if the streak never would have ended? To me, it's simple. It never should have ended. I don't think there is a person, a wrestler, a superstar, whatever you want to call them, walking the planet Earth that should have ended the streak, whether it be Sting, Brock Lesnar, Kane, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, The Rock, Stone Cold, Hulk Hogan, throw any name out there. Nobody. Nobody. Because, and you can talk about shock value and, and all in that all you want, but here's the thing: shock value fades, and it, it did after WrestleMania 30. You know, you got your moment; it faded. Nobody cares anymore. And I hate to be this way, but I, you know, to quote what Big Show said in a in a uh, promo or you know interview after that, that was the day the music died. And I don't think the professional wrestling world has ever been the same since. So it definitely took away that it took away the and I'm going to I'm going to use this because we're imagine that it took away the magic. Thank you. Thank you. It took away the magic of WrestleMania and it took away the magic of of professional wrestling and the streak was bigger than shock value. It was bigger than a statistic. It was something even almost bigger than WrestleMania itself. It was definitely something that you wanted to tune into no matter where you were at with your love for wrestling. Every time there was a WrestleMania on, you wanted to know, will the Undertaker streak continue or will this be the WrestleMania where the streak finally ends? Yeah. I agree with you. The day that Brock Lesnar, and and I've said this time and time again, I thought that it was a botched finish. I thought Taker was supposed to kick out. And then when he didn't, and Brock Lesnar, Paul Heyman's reaction was was my reaction. When Brock Lesnar's hand was raised and that graphic popped up of 21-1 and one with Taker in the middle of the ring, it, you were there live. I mean, that had to have been a, a very chilling, eerie moment. It was, and I hate to say this, but it was almost sickening in a way. It, like... Being there in that arena, when I tell you it was so silent you could have heard a pin drop, I mean it. I mean, there were people that 
got up and left. When that when that 21 and 1 sign popped up, people started booing and if it wasn't for people wanting to see Daniel Bryan in the main event, every person in that arena would have got up and left. I I'm I'm telling you right now if the main event would have been Batista, Randy Orton one-on-one that night, there would not have been a soul left in that arena. Everybody would have gotten up and left. I agree. And with I you. would have been one of them. So that's why I think, you know, say what you want about who should have been the guy who should have gotten the rub. The streak was bigger than any shock value, any rub, any statistic. It never should have ended. And that's what brings me to Dion because you've told me multiple times that when the streak ended, you popped because you were a big Brock Lesnar fan. You loved when Lesnar beat it. You got up and you were cheering. But over you know the course of the last couple of years that we've known each other, you've told me that now looking back on it and after our conversations that you kind of see it in a different fashion now that your tune has changed a little bit, that looking at the state of the wrestling world now, you see, okay, maybe it wasn't the right move to end the streak that night. Do you still think that way? Or what is your answer to the what if question? Yeah, I still think that way. Uh, Looking back on it, uh, you know, at the time, I thought that was the most craziest thing that happened. I felt like it was, in my opinion, inevitable for him to eventually pass it on to someone and lose it. And at the time I was like, you know what? Brock Lesnar is the most legitimate guy you could lose it to. And did he need it? No, absolutely not. Brock Lesnar does not need that under his, you know, belt, you know, of all this accomplishments he has in his career. Um, and now, like I said, in today, I think the, it was all about the moment and the moment was not worth it. Now. Um, I would have much rather him be undefeated and rode off into the sunset type deal. Uh, and then they, they just add insult to injury when they had Roman beat him as well. The, I just, after seeing that moment, that's when I realized, okay, this isn't really fun anymore to. Yeah. Right. And, and like I said, you know, I mean, Big Show said it was the day the music died. I said, and I'll say it again, it, it was the day the magic died. Cause it, it was, really was, yeah, it was just upsetting. Cause like, okay, when Brock Lesnar went in there, I was thinking, okay, yeah, Brock Lesnar can do it. He could be the guy to do it, but will he do it? Like every opponent take her face. It was like, like a what if like it's like okay taker's gonna win it but then you as you're watching his matches you're like oh, i don't know could edge do it could hbk do it could you know triple h all these guys you had a little bit of doubt but at the end you're like nah he's gonna pull through and after that happened when he faced bray and other opponents literally i was like okay he's gonna win it he's gonna win it and then when it was against roman i was like okay roman's winning and and i hate saying that i like to know like could he do it? But it wasn't even that. It was like, no, he's he's gonna be, he's gonna win. And the Undertaker's overall WrestleMania record is still pretty incredible: twenty five wins, two losses. And so I have the what if Sting would have been the one. You have what if the streak never would have ended. Mm-hmm. And you agree with Peyton? What if the streak never would have ended? Uh, yeah, just wrap it up real quick. Uh, yeah, for me, it'd be what if it never ended. Um, and the opponent I would have liked to set up the storyline would have been, um, you know, Taker's planning on riding off on the sunset. Maybe this Survivor Series, he announces, hey, I'm going to have one last ride at Mania. I don't know who it's going to be against, et cetera, but it's going to be someone special. Have all these legends come out, congratulate him and stuff. And honestly, I would have had it in Dallas, Texas, one go around for both men. I would have loved to seen Austin come back one more time to see if he could do the job and not and allow Taker to beat Austin because then in Austin, be like, there's one thing I haven't done at Mania, and it was beat the Phenom. And it's now or never. So, And it would have been cool to see Austin and – you know, take her in their backyard of Texas going at it and everything. But that would have been my uh, what if for Taker. That's a what if right there. I like that. I like that. And by the way, 
The Undertaker's not done. I truly believe we're going to get one final, final farewell match at WrestleMania where he can officially ride off into the sunset. Now, mm-hmm. that was my what if. Mm-hmm. Let's go around the Wells Mania studios here for episode 46. Imagine that with Wells Mania. Dion, what is your what if in professional wrestling? So my two what ifs is one, uh, what if Eddie Guerrero never passed away because it was rumored that at WrestleMania 22, the official plan was Shawn Michaels versus Eddie Guerrero. I would have loved to seen that on the card. Uh, don't get me wrong. Uh, HBK and Vince was obviously a memorable moment of all the stunts and all the, you know, the storytelling alone itself was fantastic, but I would have loved to seen Eddie Guerrero go at it with Shawn Michaels, like two of the top tier best in their prime at the time. And then my final what if, because it, it does bother me that it's it's hard to fathom that these two have never, ever been in the ring together. I mean, a lot of people have, don't get me wrong. Like, obviously, you know, we haven't seen two guys at it in the ring, a lot of them. But for me, it'd have to be, I can't believe we've never seen a WrestleMania where it has not been Shawn Michaels versus The Rock. That's my what if. Yeah, Mr. WrestleMania versus the most electrifying man in all of sports entertainment. That would have been one hell of a WrestleMania match. Yeah, that's my biggest one. That's a really good fantasy booking match right there. What if Shawn Michaels took on The Rock? And to go back to Eddie Guerrero, I would have loved to have seen that match versus Shawn Michaels. It's unfortunate that Eddie passed. We never got that opportunity to see Eddie versus Shawn at Mania. Mm-hmm. Like it, like you said, it was rumored that that was what they were going to go with Yeah, back in 2006, mm-hmm. right next door in Illinois and instead we got Shawn Michaels versus Vince McMahon and of course HBK won that match Mm -hmm. John Cena also defeated Triple H on that Wrestlemania as well just want to throw that out there but yeah I I would have loved to have seen that fantasy dream match because that's what we call those in wrestling dream matches well who do you think would have won let's do that let's to answer his what if who would have won the match between The Rock and Shawn Michaels? Oh, you, you want to? Oh, I thought you were going to do Eddie versus HBK. Well, let's do both. Who would have won between Eddie and HBK, For, and then who would have won between Rock and HBK? Well, Eddie Guerrero definitely would have lied, cheat, or stole that victory against Shawn Michaels because I think going into that match, everybody would have assumed uh, HBK's Mr. WrestleMania. You know, they're going to put on a fantastic match. Which, by the way, that match kind of would have given me. Macho Man, Ricky Steamboat vibes. That's kind of what I think that Shawn Michaels, Eddie Guerrero would have kind of reminded me of if we're going to compare matches there. Definitely would have stole the show for sure because mm-hmm. that's what Shawn Michaels does. He's a show stealer. But I honestly think Eddie Guerrero, Dirty Tactics, would have beat Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 22. Uh, For me, I would t- I'm going to switch it up. I think Shawn Michaels wins that match between Eddie Guerrero I get the whole uh, lie, cheat, and steal tactics that he has, but I feel like Shawn Michaels would have to go kind of back in his past with the DX era uh, in 1990s, Shawn. Kind of like what he did with Vince. He went back to a place he's never been back to before, the old Shawn. I think the old Shawn would have came, brought him back and then would have uh, done the job. So I think, yeah, I think HBK would have won that match against Eddie Guerrero. See, and that, like you just mentioned that, and it put a smile on my face because I'm picturing it in my head and I'm popping for it. Is like I'm just imagining... Eddie pulling out his old where he uses the chair and like hits the ground and then throws it and the referee thinks that, you know, but I could just see him doing that. But then HBK 
being also one of the dirtiest players in the game, going back to his DX days, doing something to counter it and making it look like Eddie actually did it and Eddie's mind is blown because nobody's ever countered that before. That is brilliant. And I just, the crowd would have popped oh, absolutely. so hard for, for me, that. For me, the, the image I thought in my head was Eddie, like you said, slaps the ring with the chair yeah. and then tosses it to HBK and the ref's down. For me, I think it'd be like Eddie does that, but looks and realizes, oh, God, the ref's knocked down still, and he'd be like, dang it, and get back up, and then that's when Sean would toss it back, switch in music to the chair to the face, and then one, two, three. I want to change my finish on the match. I think that Eddie has Sean right where he wants him for a frog splash. Mm -hmm. Sean kips up. It hits a sweet chin music as Eddie's coming down from the frog splash. Uh, midair. In midair. And mm -hmm. boom, one, two, three. I I'm, cha I'm changing because that just hit my mind. See, this is what happens yeah. when we start spitballing all well, these ideas. That is how I would book that Because it'd be cool because I could, I could see Eddie hitting a sweet chin music. I could see like Eddie hitting Shawn Michaels' elbow. I could see Shawn Michaels doing the... To, on the turnbuckle and then like they're the, reversing the moves yeah like they're yeah. saying like who anything you can do i can do better type right, deal right and i you know to give my pick on who i think would win i think in that match i'm gonna have to go Shawn michaels i think a five-star performance from eddie against Shawn michaels would have been just as good as a win itself so we I, all we all agree. I, I have changed my pick mm -hmm. to Sean. We all agree that Sean think, would have beat Eddie Guerrero. I think Sean would have won that. Now against the Rock. Yeah, I here got we the, go. Here yeah, we go. I, I got the Rock. I think the match would have been amazing, but I think you gotta give it to the Rock. Yeah. I, I just I don't see Michaels beating the Rock at WrestleMania. I think he might get close and it would be an unbelievable match. But I just see The Rock countering Sweet Chin Music into a rock bottom one, two, three, and it's over. I agree. I'm going with The Rock defeating Shawn Michaels in our what if WrestleMania matchup here. Now, here's a good question. What WrestleMania would that have happened at? If we're going to be realistic about it, it would have had to have been 19 or 20. I would have... Um and let I'm me, gonna uh, look up WrestleMania. I'm gonna book it. I'm gonna book it as twenty, 20 just so that, so that twenty, so that way you can take out because I didn't really care for Mick Foley and The Rock teaming up against half of Evolution of Ric Flair, Batista, and Randy Orton in the handicap match. So take that out. Yeah, you give had me, the, the Rock and Sock connection yeah, there. So give me HBK and Shawn Michaels WrestleMania twenty and Madison Square Garden, and then just leave the main event between um, Triple H and well the other fella. I was gonna say honestly. If we are going to do... Because the other guy did win the Royal If Rumble. we're going to rewrite history here, the other guy no longer exists. No, we got it. He's out. He's gone. So now that opens the door for Triple H. So if you go back, and I'll make this quick because I want to... We got a couple more what-ifs to get through. But if you go back and you look at that 20, uh, 2004 period, Triple H was the champion and faced Shawn Michaels at the Royal Rumble in a last-man-standing match. That night, it ended in a double count. Triple H retained. The other guy won the Rumble, and that set up the three-way in the main event of WrestleMania. What if that night, you finally give Michaels his due? Yes. He gets his redemption. Michaels wins the last-man-standing match, winning the title at the Royal Rumble. He's the champ at WrestleMania 20. He's the 20. champ going into Mania 20. Correct. You can keep Triple H with Evolution and put him in some big, like, eight-man tag match or something, or even a feud with somebody else, you know? I mean, you can put Triple H really anywhere on that card. And then later in the night at the Rumble, 
don't have the one guy win the Rumble, shock the world, and almost a year since he's been gone, The Rock enters the Royal Rumble, wins it, setting up the dream match, Madison Square Garden, The Rock versus Shawn Michaels in the main event. The Rock wins it, and then he'll go away, you know, not soon after, so you just have him lose the title to somebody else. I love that. I I'm co-signing with Peyton right there. I am all on board. I mean, that's a main event worthy of WrestleMania 20. I love that what if right there. That is a what if. Now, Dion, do you have any any others or is that it? No, those are just my final. Peyton, what are your what ifs in professional wrestling? So my biggest what if, and it it just immediately pops to my mind because I really think that it would change the course of the professional wrestling world as we know it, is... What if Hulk Hogan never went to WCW? I mean, if you think about it, if Hogan would have never jumped ship or just would have rode off into the sunset, half the stuff we got to see or even half the stuff we're seeing today might not happen. WWE might not even exist today if Hogan would have never jumped ship. I mean, it was literally the catalyst for everything that professional wrestling is nowadays. So you're saying, what if Mabel was indeed the third man? Would we have gotten the same result as we did when Hogan was? No, no, the NWO definitely would never have been anything close to what it was. It would not have been the, the takeover phenomenon. Hulk Hogan was the absolute perfect person to complete the trio of the original NWO Holland Nash. They just jumped ship to WCW. People still thought that they were working for WWF. So it made the invasion angle. Eric Bischoff does not get the love that Eric Bischoff truly deserves him booking. The NWO was the greatest thing that had ever happened mm-hmm. to easy E because Hulk Hogan coming over and turning his back on Macho Man and Lex Luger and staying at Bash at the Beach, that, like you said, that changed the history of professional wrestling. And that, to me, is the greatest heel turn in professional wrestling, having Hulk Hogan turn into mm-hmm. Hollywood Hulk Hogan. So it just, blo- it, Peyton, you have literally blown my mind. Take, it, take right that here. away. If you take it away, I, I, I mean, don't know. My, my mind is, it's exploding right now. Because the NWO was what caused WWE to turn into the Attitude Era with Austin and Rock and DX and the Brothers of Destruction and everything. That was the birth of the Monday Night War. So if that never would have happened, would the Attitude Era on WWE side have ever happened? I mean, would would WCW have been as hot as it was? Would WWE have just sank because it never would have had the proper competition and what would the wrestling world look like today would we even have a wwe would wcw be the main franchise we really don't know it would have changed the history books well wwe is still king wwe is still the best promotion in the entire world and you you can't compete with WWE in the end game because Vince always wins. So I don't think it would have really mattered what WCW would have done because WCW would have eventually faded into WWE one way or the other. That was always destined to happen because 
Vince McMahon bought his competition. That's what Vince McMahon does. And it's kind of funny because I'm getting the same vibes in 2021 with all elite wrestling. I, and this is just my creative mind here. I truly think that eventually down the road, AEW and WWE are going to join forces. I know that might sound crazy now, but remember this episode, episode 46. Imagine that with Wells Mania, the crossover with Imagine That hosts Peyton Payne and Dion Freeman. Thank you all so much for running wild with us right here. I think that one day AEW will align with WWE. That's a, that's another what if for a, for another time. But to go to answer the question to your what if, I don't think it really would have mattered. I think WWE would have remained on top like they always have. Oh, I, I I don't think, yeah, I don't, and maybe to rephrase, I don't know if they would have been run out of business or if they'd be, I think they'd still be around, but what would it look like? Like without Hogan joining WCW, would there have ever been an attitude era and would some of the stars that, that got the spotlight from that ruggedness ever have made it to that pedestal? Would there have ever been an edgier product? What would the world of wrestling look like today if that moment never would have happened? It might be a completely different world of professional wrestling. I agree, and uh, I'm really glad that Hulk Hogan did join the NWO because I don't want to know that alternate world if he hadn't. My mind, we might still have Mantar running around. See, exactly. And, and, and my mind can't fathom what the world of wrestling would be like in that scenario. What's your other what if? You, you said you have another one. Because I've got another one. My other, My only other one would have been what if we would have gotten the dream match everybody wanted to see and what if we would have gotten Austin versus Hogan at WrestleMania 18. Oh, man. Could you imagine... Hulk Hogan taking a stone cold stunner. See, and I've already I've already booked the whole ending in my head. I've had it for years. I think the ending of this this it shouldn't it shouldn't have been that long of a match. It literally could have been 5 6 minutes. Honestly. Especially where Hogan was at during that time in his career. Yeah. And you know, uh and they both could have worked more, but I I think it would have been more of a spot fest than anything else. But with those two guys and the way that crowd was electric, I think they would have loved a spot fest. So just imagine, and Austin would have needed to have won. I don't think you change the finish. Hogan needs to put over the other guy. But imagine Austin hitting a stunner, okay? Hogan hulking up. Yeah, I I was hoping you'd go there. The crowd loves it. Hogan no-sells the stunner. You! Does, Does the point... Austin just looks at him, flips him off, and stuns him again. Maybe Hogan no-sells it one more time, hits the boot, goes for the leg drop. Austin moves. Hogan eats it, gets back up. One more third stunner, one, two, three, and it's over. The crowd would have loved every second of that. That would have been immortal. Yeah. and, and Oh, hell yeah! You know, it's just... And obviously... There were reasons we didn't get it, you know, egos and storytelling and all these things stopped it from happening. But I I really think if that would have happened, it probably would have been the biggest pay-per-view buy rate in pro wrestling history. And I don't know if anything ever would have topped it. Well, those are definitely some amazing what-ifs in professional wrestling. And if you have a what-if in professional wrestling, be sure to tweet at Wellsmania 
and let us know what your what if in professional wrestling would be. Now, while you two were down in Disney running wild all throughout the Magic Kingdom celebrating the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World, WWE had the draft, night one and night two of the draft. So the results are in. However, the full effect of the draft won't go into effect until October 22nd. So I'm just going to run through the SmackDown roster. I'm going to run through the Raw roster, and then we'll recap your thoughts. We won't spend too much time on this because I know Dion couldn't care less about the draft, but <laughs> well, well, that's an inside joke. We'll tell that story enough for another day. So I'm going to run through the SmackDown roster right here. Aaliyah, Angel Garza, Ashante the Adonis, B-Fab, Cesaro, Charlotte Flair, friend of the Wells Mania podcast, Drew Gulak, Drew McIntyre, Eric, Happy Corbin, Humberto Carrillo, Isaiah Swerve Scott, Ivar, Jeff Hardy, Jay Uso, Jimmy Uso, Jinder Mahal, King Nakamura, Kofi Kingston, Mace, Madcap Moss, Mansoor, Mustafa Ali, Naomi, Natalia, Rick Boogs, Ricochet, Ridge Holland, Roman Reigns, Sami Zayn, Sasha Banks, Shanky, Peyton's favorite, Shayna Baszler, Sheamus, Shotzi, Dion's favorite, Tony Storm, Top Dollar, Xavier Woods, and Zia Lee. That is the updated SmackDown roster that will officially go into effect October 22nd. Any names pop out to you? I mean, you got to love Shanky. How he's, do you not love a guy's name? When, I mean, when his name's Shanky, I mean, come on. He's your favorite. I know. That's, why, that's guy, why I hey, mentioned that. He'll be the one to dethrone Roman Reigns, calling it right now. All right. We'll remember that. Uh, a couple names here. I think that Drew McIntyre definitely needed to switch shows. I think he was very stale on Monday Night Raw. So I love that he's going to get a fresh start here on SmackDown. I hope that Shotzi gets more in the title picture. I think that this is going to be a big year for her heading into 2022. So, and of course, Hit Row. I'm loving that Hit Row is going to be featured on Fox. Those promos are going to be fire. Dion, what about you? Any names stand out to you? I know you love Madcap Moss. <laughs> um, I, I, who is, I, seriously, who is it? That I was even... Riddick Moss. Okay. So, him and him and Corbin have you read that off and I'm thinking who him and Corbin have formed this tag team happy Corbin and Madcap Moss that's the gimmick that we're going with with Moss there Dion besides Shotzi any other names on the Smackdown roster jump out to you oh uh, yeah for me it'd be Jeff Hardy uh being announced he's going to Smackdown then after he cut that promo saying that he needs to be more edgier and bring back something that he hasn't you know had back in a while and i think that's willow and i'd love to see willow on screen in wwe on smackdown and possibly seeing a uh edgier jeff hardy target a roman reigns i'd i'd be all for that that would be awesome and i'm all aboard for willow making that appearance on friday nights now let's go to the raw roster here i'm going to run through the updated raw roster that will go into effect october 22nd AJ Styles, Akira Tozawa, Alexa Bliss, Angelo Dawkins, Apollo Crews, Austin Theory, Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair, Big E, Bobby Lashley, Carmella, Cedric Alexander, Chad Gable, Commander Aziz, Damian Priest, Dana Brooke, Dolph Ziggler, Dominic Mysterio, Do Drop, 
Drake Maverick, Edge, Finn Balor, Gable Steveson, Jackson Riker, John Morrison, Karrion Cross, Keith Bearcat Lee, Kevin Owens, Liv Morgan, Mia Yim, Montez Ford, MVP, Nia Jax, Nikki Ash, Omos, Otis, R-Truth, Randy Orton, Reggie, Rey Mysterio, Rhea Ripley, Riddle, Robert Roode, Seth Rollins, Shelton Benjamin, T-Bar, Tamina, Tegan Knox, The Miz, Veer, and Zelina Vega. There is the updated Raw roster. Peyton, any of those superstars jump out to you? 100% Commander Aziz. He He's going to be the top guy on Raw within a year. You're a big Commander Aziz fan. Yep. Noted. To me, I love that Edge is back on Monday nights. I think that's going to be a really cool sight to see. It's just like the old days when Edge used to be on Monday night back in the day. So I like that he's returning to the USA network. I'm also looking at, and, and I didn't mention this, but we've got the SmackDown women's champ now on Monday night, raw Becky Lynch, big time Bex. And we've got the raw women's champ on Friday night, SmackDown. So maybe they will do a just title switch or maybe Charlotte will lose the title between now and October 22nd, or maybe Becky Lynch will lose the SmackDown women's title at crown jewel. We'll see what happens, but I'm really excited for the, the I'm really excited for the WWE draft to go into effect officially on October 22nd, because I think WWE needs this. Now that the draft is in place, you can finally Finally, build new storylines, new character development, no more stale, hopefully no more rematches of the same people that we've been seeing go one-on-one with each other. Hopefully, moving forward, this will really get things going, and I think that's the whole purpose of the WWE draft, in in my opinion. Hopefully, because they need it. They need it badly. Now, we are going to do something really fun here since this is the crossover. Imagine that with Wells Mania. We're going to do our Disney draft where we reveal our top five picks of the Disney movies. Now, this includes the Disney characters with the Disney Pixar characters. So Marvel and Star Wars are not included in this draft. We're going to keep it Disney characters, but we're going to do that here in just a second. But real quick, I want to go around the Wells Mania studio here. Let's just real quick break down our predictions for WWE Crown Jewel, which will be taking place on October 21st, one week from today in Saudi Arabia. So in no particular order, I'm just going to read the match and you guys give me your pick on who you think is going to win. This one, Mansoor versus Mustafa Ali. I think this is going to be a really good match in Saudi Arabia. Mansoor is going to win because that's the way that they want it to go down. I mean, he went every, I feel like Mansoor only shows up for the Saudi shows. Mansoor is the undertaker of the crown jewel. He is. And that means that he's going to win. Absolutely. I agree. I'm going with Mansoor as well. Dion. I'm going to go with Mustafa Ali. Okay. Okay. Edge versus Seth Rollins. Hell in a cell match. 
Uh, I'm going to go with Edge just so they can kind of wrap up their feud and their storyline. Not going to go with your future mentor and coach at the Black and Brave Wrestling Academy? Uh, you know no, he does. On this one. He does listen to the Wells Mania podcast. He does. But uh, no, I'm not going to go with this one. And I'm sure I'll take some heat when I get uh, down there to train and everything. I'm sure I'll pay my dues for answering that question or i could see him before because raw is coming to indianapolis uh november 15th and i'll definitely be there because now that he's on raw so i'll be sure to check that out but yeah i'm gonna go with edge i think this is a good time to kind of put a bow on their feud uh i think the last thing i saw was uh seth rollins breaking into edge's home and stuff like that that brought back the whole Brian uh, Pillman, Stone Cold Steve Austin vibes is what I got. Oh, well, what I got was, I mean, no one was home, but what I got from it was the whole Triple H rating Randy Orton's home. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was a classic. I wish they would have went a little bit more with that. It would have been creepier if, like, the kids and Beth were there, like, yeah. well, like eerie. But Beth pulls a gun out like Brian Pillman and the camera cuts off. That would have been nuts. Uh, yeah, I don't know about that. But um, eh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I would have marked out for that. Uh, um, so you have Edge. Oh, we're PG now. We're PG now. You have this Edge. Is AEW. This, this is AEW. This is an Edge. This is an elite this is pg so anyway um yeah i would go with that as a nice little bow to wrap up their storyline their feud and uh, i look forward to see where edge goes from here and where seth rollins goes from here as well peyton i think edge needs the win i i feel like edge has done nothing since really returning he's lost every major match he's been in i know that there's going to be a lot of people like oh no seth needs it more but he doesn't edge if you're going to do anything with edge in the future and you want people to care about it Edge needs to win this match. I agree. I'm going to make it a clean sweep. I have Edge also winning the Hell in a Cell. Here we go. We got a Queen's Crown Tournament final. It's going to be Zelina Vega or Carmella versus Shayna Baszler or Dewdrop. Now, tonight, we will know exactly who is going to be in the finals. So we're going to be predicting who we think is going to win tonight on SmackDown as well as who we have winning next week on the the Saudi Arabia show on Crown Jewel. Yeah. So we've got Zelina Vega versus Carmella. Mm-hmm. Who do you guys have winning that match? Uh, for me, I'm going to go with Zelina Vega. I, I'm going to go Carmella. Yeah, I think Carmella is going to get... She's getting this push with this whole new mask thing. I think that she's going to win, and th- she'll be in the Queen's crown tournament finals well i kind of think that's what causes her downfall is i think selena vega she's just sneaky she's gonna take the mask off carmel's gonna freak out the people are gonna see her face and then selena's gonna do a nice little roll up pin one two three i think it plays into her factor i think she's gonna use it to her advantage that's how i would i think it's been a whole ruse this whole time i think she's setting up for the eventual oh well the mask doesn't really bother me at all i've just been using it as a prop to distract my opponents that's kind of how carmella in my mind kind of operates her being that kind of sneakiness of her but what about on the other side shayna baszler or Dewdrop? i it's shayna baszler yeah baszler needs to win that yeah i'm going i'm going shayna baszler and then uh in the final, obviously, I'd have Zelina Vega and Shayna Baszler, and I'm complete squash Shayna Baszler because they're giving her this ultimate like badass push, and I'm liking it. So I think it's a total squash whoever goes in the finals with Shayna Baszler. I'm gonna have to second that. I mean, I, I you picked Vega, I picked Carmella. I think Shayna Baszler needs to wipe the floor with whoever is in that match with her. I think. That's why I have Zelina Vega winning, honestly, because I don't see her doing that with Carmella because WWE likes Carmella a lot. So kind of keep that away and just have Zelina take the huge fall and 
bad squash match. I mean, out of out of everyone left in this tournament, Baszler needs it the most. I'm a big fan of Dewdrop. I've gone on the Wells Mania podcast numerous times before saying that I'm a believer in Dewdrop. I also like Eva Marie as well. And by the way, I still have not received my Eva Marie t-shirt the evolution t-shirt. I, I I don't know. I think because of all the issues that are going on in the world right now is shipping. I just haven't received it. So hopefully I'll get that by Christmas. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to agree with you guys. I think Shayna Baszler is going to win the queen's crown tournament. After all, she is the queen of spades. So I really think that she's going to be the one to win the inaugural queen's crown tournament. So we all three agree that it will be Shayna Baszler. Now let's turn our attention to the king of the ring tournament. We've got Sami Zayn or Finn Balor versus Jinder Mahal or Xavier Woods. I personally think that this whole tournament was set up for Xavier Woods to win. So I don't care what happens between Sammy and Finn. I think Finn's ultimately going to beat Sammy Zayn. So we're going to get the Demon King versus Xavier Woods for the King of the Ring in Saudi Arabia. But I think Xavier Woods is going to win and get a push that he truly deserves. That's how I'm picking the King of the Ring to go. Finn Balor's winning the whole thing. I think this... this, Demon King of the Ring! This whole shtick is just to have something for the Saudi show because we they love to go all out for these Saudi shows and well there's a lot of money to be made with these Saudi yeah, shows the real winner of of this whole thing is Vince McMahon Vince wallet. McMahon <laughs> so you know I mean I guarantee you they paid him a pretty sum of money just to see Demon Finn Balor and Demon Finn Balor is going to be king of the ring Dion um I might get called crazy for this, but before I get into it... Well, you're already crazy. Yeah, that's true. So, I think they had a huge missed opportunity on having Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods going at it. I agree. I think a lot of people were expecting that, and in my opinion, I would have loved to see them go at it. I would have had Kofi Kingston win it against Xavier, and then Kofi Kingston win King of the Ring, and then have it be Big E's the champ. Kofi's king of the ring, and then Xavier's just so fed up. Like, when's it going to be my turn? When's right. it going to be my time? And that's where you turn Xavier heel on both those guys. Kofi and, Kingston of the ring. I see what you were doing there. Yeah, so instead of that, I'm honestly going, uh, Jinder Mahal does beat Xavier Woods. You don't hinder the gender. Nope, and I got Jinder Mahal actually winning the whole thing. In Saudi Arabia. I do, because okay. I don't think Finn Balor is going to be demon Finn Balor. I mean, I get. I, I have not even seen them promote that Demon Balor's going to be there. i just seen it's Finn Balor. It'll be Finn. I mean, the Demon all, always could show up, but as of right now, it, it's yeah. just Finn. So. so, And who's Finn taking on? He is taking on Sami Zayn. Same, yeah, I'll have Finn win that, but I think something happened. Like, some Rouge happens to where Jinder gets maybe Shanky and his other duo guy to come in. And, Veer. Yeah, they help with the assist, and Jinder wins, and it's a big sub- celebratory thing. Sure. And then the next whatever night they're on, I think that's when they're celebrating. And then that's when demon Finn Balor comes out to challenge him at the next pay-per-view, which I believe is maybe survivor series, or they just do it real quick in two weeks before survivor series, just to get it over with. No holds bar match. I know you're really looking forward to this one. Goldberg versus Bobby Lashley. This match. I, I don't know. Really? It's a no holds bar match, which I think really plays into Goldberg's favor here. If it was just a regular straight up match, I don't I don't think Goldberg would do well in it. But since it's a no holds bar match, 
I think that this is the best thing that Goldberg could ever ask for because he can use weapons. He can take his time. He doesn't have to blow up like he has been lately. Listen, I don't, I'm not discrediting Goldberg because he, he is in his 50s and he's still able to go out there and get in there and put on a match. But in this one... If that's what you want to call it. I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm I'm being very uh, generous here with my verbiage, but as far as this match goes, I think that Goldberg is going to beat Bobby Lashley. See, now here's the thing: I'm actually okay with this match because it's not for a world championship, and the stipulation helps, and, and the stipulation helps. And my only real issue with how Goldberg has been used is just the fact that every time he shows up. They just throw him in a world championship main event. And if if it wasn't for that, I don't think I'd have that big of a problem with Goldberg being around and competing. So him not being in a world title match and him having a no-holds-barred stipulation, I'm okay with this match taking place. And I think the stipulation, like you said, will help him a lot. And I think I think Goldberg's going to win. What about you, Dion? Oh, I honestly don't give a shit. Holy balls! I don't care about the no holds botch match. Or sorry, no holds barred match. I just no. Next next match. Ah, I see what you did there. Well played. Yep. How about the WWE title? It's on the line. Big E, the champion versus Drew McIntyre. Big E is going to retain. I'm going to keep it short and sweet. I do not see him dropping the title to Drew. I did appreciate the homage that the that they paid to the Mega Powers. With the handshake, the mega handshake. I thought that was really cool. I popped for that. But yeah, Big E's definitely retaining the WWE title here. Big E's winning. It's way too early in his title run, and there's no way that they're going to take it off of him this quickly. Yeah, same. Big E's winning it. Big E across the board. The Raw Tag Team titles are on the line. Peyton and Dion versus AJ and Omar. I'm sorry, RK Bro. Randy Orton and Riddle, the Raw Tag Team champs versus AJ Styles and Omas. This one I can see going either way. I could see the ultimate demise between RK Bro. But I am going to keep the tag team titles on Riddle and Orton. I have the champs retaining. Yeah, me and Dion are going to win. I mean, sorry, Randy Orton and Matt Riddle are going to well win. Well played, well played. I'm going to go with uh, AJ Styles and Omos because simply the fact that uh, they aren't confident that Omos would be a singles run just quite yet. And in order for them to do that, they're just going to throw them the titles to get them a little bit uh, longer so they actually have something for AJ. Because at this point, it's like, why is AJ still a tag team with Omos? In my opinion, it's kind of a downgrade for AJ. I would have liked it more if they went back to Omos being the bodyguard for AJ. But if they're going to keep them as tag team duos, then give them the titles and I'll be happy with a Randy Orton, Matt Riddle face off at Ma- going into Mania. The SmackDown women's title is on the line in a triple threat match. Becky Lynch, who is on Raw, but she's still the SmackDown women's champ heading into Crown Jewel versus Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks. Now, this is, uh, I mean, the SmackDown women's title the only person that's on the SmackDown roster is Sasha Banks because Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch are both on Raw. So to me, in my mind, there's one of two things that's going to happen here. Mm -hmm. Becky Lynch retains, and then she swaps titles with Charlotte Flair, who's on SmackDown, 
So then Becky becomes the Raw Women's Champion, and then Charlotte becomes the SmackDown Women's Champion, or Sasha Banks defeats Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair to become the SmackDown Women's Champion. So those are obviously the two outcomes, and honestly, I see one of the... I can't pick just one because I see both of those things possibly happening. Becky's going to win. I think I think <laughs> Becky is I, I think they're going to do the thing where, you know, Becky and Charlotte are going to have the both of the titles. They're probably going to fight each other at Survivor Series. And then that's where they'll switch the brand colored titles. I just I don't see Becky losing right here. Um, I kind of see it differently. I think uh, Sasha Banks is going to win it. Uh, honestly, to me, Becky doesn't need the title at this moment because she's such a good heel. I think it'd be more uh, fun to watch her just complain and give excuses as to why she lost and everything. And they've been trying to book Sasha and Bianca for so long now. I think, honestly, the past like seven months and they keep having you know issues as to why they can't do the match. I think they're ready to wrap up that match and get it going uh, full steam ahead. And then also that happens i would love to see like becky come up with her own team at survivor series and she could be the team captain so it gives her something at survivor series and that takes us to the main event acknowledge me roman reigns the universal champion with paul Heyman versus brock lesnar and this match right here this might surprise you guys but this is the match that i'm looking forward to the most because it kind of wasn't that isn't what that, do you I mean, do what do you do here isn't Roman's match the match everybody looks forward to the most at every pay-per-view now that's I mean, how it is I mean he has established himself truly as the head of the table the tribal chief he is must-see TV sorry Miz but it's now Roman Reigns and with Paul Heyman in the mix I have really been enjoying this storyline because as we all know Brock Lesnar is a Paul Heyman guy. Mm-hmm. Roman Reigns is a Paul Heyman guy. You've got Paul Heyman in the middle of all this. So something's going to happen where I do think that Roman Reigns is going to retain the title, but it's going to be in some weird kind of way where it still protects Brock Lesnar in a defeat because I don't think that this feud is over. I think it's going to spill into Survivor Series. That's where I think we're going to get the rematch. So in order for that to happen, obviously there's got to be some, maybe a no contest or some sort of disqualification or shenanigans, but Roman Reigns will still be the universal champion. So Brock Lesnar could win this match via DQ or Roman Reigns could win this match in some sort of weird way or it could be a no contest so with all those options laid out at the table i'm gonna go with the no contest because i think we're gonna get the rematch at survivor series i 100 percent agree i don't think this is going to be the final match they are going to fight again at survivor series it only makes sense for them to do that however it, the end of this match is going to have lesnar standing tall right you've got to have Roman not looking unstoppable at the end of this so you can have the rematch and it's you know people may not like a DQ finish but I think that's the way we're going where Lesnar is gonna have Roman beat he's gonna you know look like he's on the verge of winning the title and either Heyman's gonna cause a DQ or the Usos are gonna cause a DQ but 
Roman's not going to lose the title, but Lesnar is still going to look strong to finish this thing, and then it'll go into Survivor Series. What you got, Dion? Uh, the way I see it is I got um, Roman pinning Brock, but uh, in a dirty fashion, I think what's going to happen is Brock's going to have him in for the F5. Heyman's going to slide in the ring, low blow Lesnar. Lesnar kind of drops Roman and kind of staggers, but not like heavily staggered, just kind of like, what was that? Turns around and realizes Heyman, you know, low blowed him, and then Heyman's face is going to get wide-eyed. Lesnar picks him up for the F5, turns around, Superman punch or spear, one, two, three. Brock rides off into the sunset until Royal Rumble hits. Brock's the 30th man, wins the Royal Rumble, wants uh, Roman at Mania, because I'm pretty sure we're not going to get Rock and Roman this year. So Brock wants Roman at Mania, and then have Brock throughout the weeks take out the Usos. So now, okay, well, now Roman doesn't have his goons, I guess, and then have Brock the go home show take out Paul Heyman backstage so now Roman has to go to the ring against Brock Lesnar in a no holds barred match at Wrestlemania with no Usos no bloodline and no wise men it's just mano y mano no holds barred that is some way into the future you turned that into a full on book it episode I was gonna say yeah for sure well the reason why is because it has been reported that Brock Lesnar is not wrestling another match until 2022 after Saudi Arabia so that means Survivor Series is out the window that means Raw appearances are out the window 2022 is the Rumble and he's got I believe it said he has three matches in 2022 so that's Rumble, that's Mania, and then possibly another SummerSlam. Now, like I've always told you, don't buy into all of those rumors because anything can change in professional wrestling. Lesnar so, says he won't wrestle Survivor Series until Vince McMahon opens his checkbook. And, and it's you, like, you know Vince is going to do that. Vince, especially, Vince will open the checkbook. He always does. Especially might, if they can't get Rock. Right. If, if the Rock is not going to be at Survivor Series, I guarantee you Vince is going to write Brock Lesnar a check to wrestle that show. And honestly, Crown Jewel to me... I don't know. I think you save it. If you don't got, if you don't got the Rock, I let Brock stay home until Rumble, have him win the Rumble. Because then if you do... Roman against him at Survivor Series and then again at Mania, people are going to get burnt out and tired of it, just like they did two years ago. Well, because Roman Reigns versus The Rock, and I don't want to get too far into the future, but that is inevitable to me. The tribal chief, the head of the table, all of it is writing on the wall for The Rock's epic return to actually challenge his family right there. So in order for that to happen, The Rock, he'll be there. He'll be waiting in the wings, but... Roman Reigns has to defeat everyone on the road to The Rock, and that includes Brock Lesnar. Saudi Arabia, to me, is kind of like a throwaway show. I don't get too... It's a fan service show. Right. I don't get too, you know, diehard on Crown Jewel, the Saudi Arabia Arabia shows, because we all know why they're truly there, because of the money. Yeah. So for that rematch to happen like i said roman needs to beat brock here at saudi arabia and then roman versus brock at survivor series and roman beats brock there at survivor series and then if you want to have the rock because they could set it up oh who in the world can can show up and and stop roman reigns that would be a perfect opportunity on the 25th anniversary of the rock when he made his debut but like I said, this is fantasy booking out loud yeah, Well, here. I think where Dion was going with it was there was a rumor that came out, um, or it wasn't even really a rumor. It was a source of some kind that said that The Rock's schedule is not going to allow him to be at Survivor Series. They said that about Cena and SummerSlam. So, so that's why I said don't buy into these rumors. 
keep an open mind. But they said that Cena wasn't going to be at SummerSlam. And what happened? Cena was at SummerSlam. Those sources might be the WWE themselves. They might be putting those out there to make people think, oh, there's no way. And then it'll happen. They're swerving everybody because in a world where we live now, where everything is at our fingertips, they want to keep us on the edge of our seat. So when Cena came back... I was legit shocked and surprised, and that's what they want. Mm -hmm. So, of course, they're going to feed people to say, hey, start a rumor so Dion will believe it, (laughs) you know? And then, well, that's what happens. So I'm not discrediting any of the rumors out there, but I'm always telling everybody, just be a little cautious. Don't fully buy into the rumors, because when you buy into the rumors and you start spreading fake news, well... Oh, brother, this guy stinks! That's how I feel about that. Now, this is the crossover episode. Imagine that with Wells Mania, and we teased this just a little bit ago. The Disney Draft. And I told you guys to come up with your top five picks. Who would be your top five picks in a Disney Draft? I've got mine... I'll save mine for the end because I want to hear from you two, the Imagine That podcast hosts. Well, I figured we'd just go like one at a time around the table. Oh, I like that. I like that idea, I like that idea a lot better. All right, so I guess I <clears throat> will start here. Because that might force us to change on the fly of who we've got. You know right, what I mean? Right, right, right. Well, my number one pick is obvious. It's Tarzan. I think you both knew that that was going to happen. Uh, the Tarzan pen that Dion gifted me from Disney, the 50th anniversary celebration when they were down there. Thank you again, Dion. No problem. And Peyton for doing that. No problem. No, it was no problem. I bought it. Well, I, I think both of you. You were drunk. I, 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 you think you bought it. You drank too many of them margarita drinks. Hey, he thanked me for so. And it's no problem, Kyle. Anytime, what, man. Anytime. Once, uh, once again, how much did you drop on your 14 fruity drinks down there? $286.64. Wow. Just still blows my mind. So, yeah, in the Disney draft. TK- Are you drunk now? I feel no. like that number's changed a couple times. Did you have a few before we walked in the studio? No, it's always been the same. 286.64. I feel like anywhere in the 200s on 14 drinks is is still out of this out of this world. Ridiculous. But, hey, when in Disney, right? Mm-hmm. You're only down there once for the 50th anniversary. So, so you got Tarzan. Tarzan got, yeah. is your number one pick. Tarzan is my number one overall pick for Team TKW. It's a good pick. Right, we'll go that way. Dion, who you got? Who's your number one pick? Uh, number one for me is Hercules. It's a good pick, too. By the way, that Hercules jersey merch that you got down in Disney, mm-hmm. awesome. Oh, thanks. I appreciate it. Very cool. Yeah, Hercules is a, a fantastic. He's, he's pretty impenetrable, so that's a pretty good pick. I know who your number one is. I, well, my number one is Mufasa. Oh, I was wrong. I thought you'd go Scar. No, my number one, you know, you got you to pick. He's weak. He's not weak. He's definitely weak. Mufasa is one of the most powerful Disney characters of no, all time. No, I'm saying Scar. I was like, that's why you didn't pick Scar, because Scar is the weak one. Wrong. No. <laughs> Scar, Scar even admitted himself. Is, he, he got all the well, brute let me, let me and while, about, oh, he got all the brains. We'll get we'll get to Scar let when me, we get there. Why is Mufasa yeah, your number one overall let me, pick? My, let me talk about Mufasa for a second. Because he's powered by James Earl Jones. Mufasa, look, the, I That's feel like good, wasn't it? the number one pick has always got to be like if you're building a show, who's the face of the show going to be? Who is your John Cena or The Rock or your Stone Cold? 
Mufasa is legendary. He was loved by everybody. He is... Except his brother. He is... Yeah, but you're going to have your haters. You know that. Right. You're going to have... You got to have the king. He he is the king of the Pride Lands, and there is nobody more powerful than Mufasa. So Mufasa is number one for me. My second pick is from the movie Aladdin, The Genie. That's a good pick, too. I, as a kid, Robin Williams was my childhood, and him voicing the genie in Aladdin. It, Sorry, Will Smith, but you can't top that performance. Robin Williams as the genie defined my childhood. Such a great role. He, he made that genie come to life. And yes, if I had a third wish, I would grant the genie his freedom. Because that's what that movie was all about. To quote the genie, I mean, you got some power in your corner now. That's a that's a pretty powerful pick. Yeah, so I'm going the genie with my second pick. Dion, who do you got at number two on your team? Ooh, so for number two on my team, I'm going to go with uh, Maui. The Rock. Yes. The Rock and Moana. Yep. What can I say except you're welcome. You're welcome for that. It's a good. It's a strong pick. The demigod, strong pick. Okay, well now we can get to the one you thought. It's yeah, Scar. You know if you're gonna go, but and hold on before you interrupt me. Look, what's your beef with Scar? Why do you hate Scar so much? I don't hate Scar the lion, at all. The Lion King would not have been a comeback story if it wasn't for Look, Scar. Every True. good guy needs his bad guy. And the way I'm going to spin this... But then your team's going to downfall because they're not going to be like, you know, no, coexist. They will this. not coexist. It's not a team, though. We're building a, we're building a draft for a show. This is a draft. So we, it, we will eventually get on the next crossover episode that we do. I'm projecting it to be around Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. So I, I know where you're going with that team aspect, but this is a roster aspect we're building, building a roster we're building here. a show and, and these gotcha. are your favorite characters and here's gotcha. like if you need if you've got your face you got to have somebody for them to feud with and i'm sorry if anybody out there disagrees with me but you are wrong the greatest disney villain of all time is scar so if you need a guy that you that you got to put heat on that the fans are gonna hate it's got to be scar and the storyline against his brother mufasa I, if we're going to spin this into wrestling standards, I got a story I can tell for years upon years. They are the Disney Brothers of Destruction. I love that. I love that crossover. They are the Undertaker and Kane of the Disney world, and I there's endless possibilities I can tell stories with there. You know what's wild? In 1994, when The Lion King came out and the scene where Mufasa died, I cried. And that, to me was the first time that I ever cried watching a movie. But fast forward to being an adult, storyline-wise, I get it. Mm-hmm. And I am i don't want to say glad. That's not the right word. It's sad that Mufasa died. It's like when Hogan turned heel. Right. It's like it needed to happen. It, Mufasa's death needed to happen in order for Simba's comeback to reclaim Pride Rock and to become the one true king And he was the Lion King. Now, speaking of Lion King, my third pick comes from the movie Lion King. And it might be somebody that you're not thinking off the top of your head, but one of the best underrated characters in the movie, Rafiki. Wise, this guy 
is motivational. He's your Ric Flair. He is a talker. I mean, he is the rock. Well, maybe of, not Ric Flair. He's the yeah. We, yeah, Ric Flair got canceled, pal. Uh, he, he he's doing space he, I got, mountain I got a better stuff one. I got somewhere a better one. right now. He's your Dusty Rhodes. Okay, I, I'm going with the Rock. I think Rafiki is the most electrifying man in all of the Lion King. Rafiki really said the right things at the right time, and he was so good to Simba. Rafiki comes in with the third pick in my draft. Dion, who do you got at number three? At number three, I'm going to go with Maleficent. It's a strong, it's a strong pick. It's a strong pick. you got to have a female on the yeah. show. So I'm going to go with Maleficent, female on the show for sure. All right, three for me. I'm, I'm going to go to the classics here. I'm going to go Donald Duck. All right, Donald Duck. Donald Duck to me is like, he's like the stone cold Steve Austin of the Disney world. Oh, quack, yeah. I mean, think about it. He, he's he's always, he's rambunctious. He's rowdy. He's always against everything. He's just got that that rebel vibe to him. So I could, I could morph him to be like the Austin of my show. So I'm going with Donald. The fourth pick in the draft, I'm taking Buzz Lightyear to infinity and beyond. I love Tim Allen. Tim Allen, another. See, and a lot of these come from my childhood. Toy Story was a monster when it came out. And you had that divide. You were either Team Woody or Team Buzz. I like them both. I love them both. Don't get me wrong. But Buzz Lightyear to the rescue. I'm telling you, that to me is a franchise pick right there. That's a powerhouse juggernaut pick. Buzz Lightyear comes in my draft at number four. Uh, For me at number four, I'm going to go with Tarzan's Kerchak. It's a good pick. I like that pick. That's what I'm going with. Dominant leader, so I'm going to go with him. Who do you got, Peyton? For number four for me, just because, I mean, he's still on the table, and if if you're going to go with just sheer star power, I mean, how do you not pick Mickey Mouse? That Now, I said Buzz Lightyear's franchise. Mickey Mouse is the franchise of Disney. I mean, he would be the Hulk Hogan or the John Cena of the show, so... You know, even if you're not, even if you're not like a fan of him, it, I mean, you're gonna get ratings, you're gonna get views. People will tune in to see Mickey. Very legendary Mickey Mouse. Now to round out the draft, the fifth pick, I've got Woody. Every Buzz needs a Woody. Every Woody needs a Buzz. So I've got them both in my top five. That's a feud that I love. Now they eventually do become friends and they go on journeys together. But that heat that they had towards each other when Andy got Buzz Lightyear, Woody was heartbroken. And that really kicked off the whole Toy Story franchise right there. Would these toys be able to coexist? And spoiler alert, they did coexist and we got four epic Toy Story movies out of it. And that's why I've got Woody rounding out my top five draft joining Team TKW. Team TKW? <laughs> I don't know why it's not funny. Um, or Team Wells Mania. Yeah, there you go. Team Wells Mania. Oh, man. My fifth and Joining final pick. Joining your show. It's hard because yes, yes. it's like it's the last pick, you know? So mm, there's a lot out there, too. Um, Peyton, you go ahead. I'm trying. I'm still trying to think on who I'm, I could. I'm, I'm dumbfounded you haven't picked Miss Piggy yet. No. I thought for sure that I would be your number no, one pick. I'm not putting her in harm's way. Stop it. 
Well, you, I'll, I'll say mine while he's thinking of his. Sure, pick. sure. Yeah. Go ahead. Mine's going to be the underdog pick, the comeback. Nobody's going to see it coming. It's going to pop up on the screen. People are going to be like, oh, my God, what? Got to be Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. Got to be. And- see, I was going <laughs> to say it, but I wanted to so bad, but I don't want that piece of trash in no. my lineup. So. No, hey, you know, here's look. If we're going off of storytelling and, and if we're building a draft, if we're building a roster, I'm thinking of well, star power and stories that I can tell. Okay. And I I've, like how much thought you've put into this. I have. I've put a lot of thought into this. I've got I've got the stories, I've got the star power, and an underdog pick. For anybody that doesn't know who Oswald the Lucky Rabbit is. Yes, please explain who that was. Oswald the Lucky Rabbit was the original mascot for the Walt Disney Company. I got wow. my fifth. He was the one that Walt created to be the original face of Disney. But Universal stole the rights to Oswald, which forced Walt to create Mickey Mouse. And then eventually, when Walt got bigger and got a bunch of money back, he bought the rights back to Oswald and kind of shelved him. He's never really had his moment in the sun. I mean, you might be able to find some merch. People, Some people know who he is. Don't you have an Oswald t-shirt? Yes, we, uh, we got custom Oswald shirts to wear for the 50th anniversary. Very and, uh, cool. Very, very cool. cool. But if you're going into this... Imagine, I've already picked Mickey. Imagine that. So imagine the story that I could tell where Mickey is on the show. All of a sudden, the final pick happens, and it's Oswald, and Mickey's eyes get big. My God, that's Oswald's and, music! And we have the feud. Oswald! 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 We have the feud of Oswald coming coming in and challenging Mickey and being like, I want the spot that I deserve because you stole it from me. The story writes itself. That's some great storytelling, and I'm pretty sure Universal took a big L with Massive. that one. So, yeah, thank you, Universal, for giving us Mickey Mouse to Disney. I can't imagine Disney without Mickey Mouse. You wouldn't have any of the ears to ever wear. True. I, I feel like that's the iconic symbol of Disney are Mickey Mouse's ears. So I couldn't even imagine. It, imagine. See the play on words mm-hmm. there? I couldn't mm-hmm. imagine Disney without Mickey. Now, Dion, you have your fifth and final pick in our Disney draft. Yep. It's got to be Gaston, right? Ooh, close. He was he if we did a top 10, he would be like 6 or 7, but no. My fifth pick is actually he'll forever be known as number 626. I'm going with Stitch. It's a good pick. Interesting. It's a good pick right there. Pick. That's, that's a, that's a fan favorite pick right there. Stitch is loved by all of the I'm Disney going with fans. Stitch because he, he might be pretty cool and all, but if you take him off, he, he's unstoppable. So let's do a quick recap. Who were your five? So my five, and by the way, I'm going to come up with some pretty cool graphics. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw one on here. Who would be, so recap your five, who would be your world champion on your show? I Which of the five would be your world champion? So my five picks, my roster includes Tarzan, Genie, Rafiki, Buzz Lightyear, and Woody. And I'm going to put the world title on Buzz Lightyear. I'm going to give him the inaugural run as champ in my federation. Buzz Lightyear. Probably a solid choice. Out of this world champion. To infinity and beyond. To infinity and beyond. You see what I did there. Sponsored by Pizza Planet. (laughs) All right. So for mine, uh, (laughs) if I had to put a title on any of them and definitely my champion would be hercules and who were your five again so number one was hercules and then i also drafted number two which i can't remember honestly 
I was listening to your guys's. Who was my number two again? Let's see. How am I spacing out on it? it I know was... th- I know three was Maleficent. I know four was Kerchak, and then five was Stitch. Now I don't know who my number two was. I feel like your number two. It was Maui. Yeah, it was Maui. Maui. Yeah. Okay, there it is. Dem- I, that's Demigod, why. Because I, I sang to all the listeners. Well, it's funny because like that movie, it's like movies like Meet the Robinsons and Maui and stuff like that. I think, oh, it's a Pixar film, but it's it's not. It's it is Disney. So I was trying to figure out. I was like, did I pick a Pixar? Or I pick a Disney. I'm also and I forgot to mention this um, early on when we were talking about your guys's trip. You bought a Mister Incredible suit and you wore that thing for what seemed like all day. I'm surprised you're not wearing it today i did thought about bringing it in and wearing you it you should have you should have and i'm surprised you didn't draft mr incredible he would have been a to good pick too yeah well and gaston man i'm no those are two that i'm surprised well, you didn't pick for gaston no because you know i just feel like he's a good villain so i don't want to put him in the top five because he'd be a great villain for my hercules and i can't draft mr incredible why would i draft myself you know so but you uh, need but that's my point is you need a villain to go up against your champion yeah Maybe we'll maybe Maleficent. we will extend this to a top ten draft on, on a future episode. Maleficent is okay. the villain to go after Herc. But but uh, Herc is your champion. Yes, solid pick. I mean, how do you not give the title to Mickey? I was gonna say, I would be very disappointed if you didn't so, give the no. title to Mickey. So my my uh, it was Mufasa, Scar, Donald Duck, Mickey, and Oswald. You got it. The, the inaugural champion has to be Mickey Mouse. And then, you know, his first feud could be that massive thing with uh, with Oswald. Donald Duck, he can just go up against the system. You know, he could go up against the, the powers that be on the show. He can be that rebel. And then Scar and Mufasa's story, I mean, people will tune in to see that just because I feel like the story is already there. So my show is set. It's It's locked. I love it. This was a lot of fun doing the Disney draft. I love the crossover. Imagine that with Wells Mania. Tweet at Wells Mania. Let us know who your top five Disney characters would be if you were drafting five Disney characters. You heard ours. And maybe we'll put up a poll just to see who the listeners think drafted the best team. I think all of our teams are solid. And this gives me a great idea for imagine that with Wells Mania the second time we do the crossover doing a Survivor Series type team. So we'll do that again next month. How's that? Sounds good. Awesome. Yeah, sounds good. Now, before we go home, this is the go home for the episode 46 crossover. Imagine that with Wells Mania. You two have Happy Meals in front of you that... And I'm sorry that there's no food in there. I already ate the food. I'm so, so disappointed. How are you going to hand a grown man a Happy Meal and not be it's my not, chicken nuggets or my french fries? It's it? not about the food. It's about the toys that are inside. Now, here's the story. So McDonald's is celebrating the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World, and they have the Disney World toys. Yep. And I know that you guys mentioned, because you said it on your road to Disney, that you were going to stop at McDonald's and get toys. I believe there's a video floating out there. Uh, who was the character that you got? It was a pig. So we both got Pua, Pua. from uh, Moana. Okay. Moana. Now, in these Happy Meals are the same toys for both of you, okay? So I'm really glad that McDonald's Aww. did that. So that way, you know, you you two weren't fighting over. Oh, you. Well, got, that would have been more fun. You got I so and so. I got so and so. I would have loved to see who had the better toy. Well, spoiler alert: 
you got the same toys. So here's the story, right? Before you open the boxes and reveal what characters you got. Too late. Hold on a second. Don't pull it out. I ate. I ate four Happy Meals to get four toys for the both of you. You didn't have to do that. That's the thing, though. But I did because I appreciate you guys. No, he meant eat the food. Yeah, I find that like an excuse. Oh, I was going to say, I appreciate you guys coming on the Wells Mania podcast and doing the crossover. So this is my token of appreciation. Now go ahead and open the Happy Meals. Oh, wait, so there's two toys in here. And see. Oh. See what toys you got. I was going to say, if you you ate four Happy Meals versus the other two toys. (laughs) Let's see. Oh, yeah. I got Frozone. Oh, look at that. Frozone. I drafted him and I got him. Who is it? So I also got Frozone and Donald Duck. Yeah. He's on the, whoa, he's on the teacup. No offense to Pua. Wait, hold on, hold on. pig, but these are a lot better than the one we got. Hold, hold on. He's in the tea. When did you get this one? McDonald's, bro. To like, like, like last like week. When? Like, did you get it because today? No, well, no, because here's my thing. Because these came out during the rise. Because look, this is him in the teacup. Yeah. And I have all of them except for the teacup one and something else. But that was like last year's release. Well, now you have. Because I have the Mickey Mission Space, the Mickey Tower of Terror, the Goofy Everest, and then I can't think of the other one that, that I have. That is interesting because this Donald Duck toy is not a part of the 50 lineup. No, it was last. It was when we were trying to collect the, the yeah, theme rides. Yeah. So whatever McDonald's you went to must have just had extra ones and threw them in the box. Wow. That would be the McDonald's on 135 in Greenwood, Indiana, right down from where we work out at LA Fitness. And I I tell you what, earlier this year when McDonald's released the 25th anniversary of the Pokemon cards, I was a big Pokemon card collector when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. So I ate so many Happy Meals during that span to get all the Pokemon cards, which by the way, I have two full sets of the 25th anniversary McDonald's Pokemon cards. So I ate so many Happy Meals to make that happen. For you guys... I decided I'm not going to go crazy. I'm just going to get them two toys a piece. I'll eat four Happy Meals in one setting, and I called it a day. Yeah, and I I thank you so much. I appreciate it. I mean, you know also, I mean, you have seen my collection. I am a huge collector of not just, you know, certain things. I collect almost everything with uh, franchises that I like, so these will definitely be going on one of my shelves in my collection. Awesome. And I may I'm even save the box. I may even save the box. That's why I uh, included the boxes because uh, I'm a collector as well, and I, I know the boxes are pretty cool, celebrating the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World, and I'm pretty sure we should all hit up McDonald's together after this episode of Wells Mania Podcast, which, hey, that's right now. Ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it. For episode 46, the crossover. Imagine that with Wells Mania. Dion, Peyton, I loved all of your stories that you told from your amazing trip down to Disney. And I hope all of you out there listening enjoyed it too. Wells Mania, follow me on Twitter, at Wells Mania. Like me on Facebook, at Wells Mania. I do it for the Instagram and TikTok, at Wells Mania. And be sure to subscribe to Wells Mania Podcast. And... Before I let you guys go, where can people listen and follow you? 
Yeah, so you can uh, follow the Imagine That podcast. We release on all the podcasting platforms that you yourself release on. So if you if you like all things Disney, and that includes Marvel, Star Wars, Pixar, National Geographic, you know, the Disney parks, everything under the Disney umbrella, we talk about all of it, and we love every single second of it. And there's, there's a never-ending, you know, uh, influx of information when it comes to Disney. They're always releasing new things. They're always revealing new things. So we never have to worry about, oh, what are we going to talk about? We're definitely going to do this again. And until next time, stay positive and dominate the day. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing, that it was all started by a mouse.